0: All on Welcome the to the
1: All Yeah Podcast. How's everybody? Mm-hmm. Doing? Oh Lovely. yeah, not Excellent. bad. We got a special guest. Yeah. That's why we're all uh, we're all Mister Phelps on the phone lines. Uh, but we had to set up a oh. conference call instead of uh, Skype uh, because Skype can't handle more than four people. We've noticed that before with it's guests. Not- so rather than kick Scoot off or whatever, that's why we're all together <laughs> talking like oh, they or are. First one. <laughs> For the record, I
2: was okay with 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 looting uh, Scoot off. I was okay with that, and I was fine too because
3: I gotta go. <laughs>
1: Should we introduce our guest? No. Nah. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Superman's oh. biggest fan. That's how we're going to introduce. Him. Mike Nagin, everybody. Story. Hello, yeah. hello,
4: Mike Nagan here. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody.
1: Hey. Mighty Mike. Mighty Mike Nagan to you.
5: He gave you that
1: nickname. That, that sounds like a Marvel bullpen nickname. <laughs> Stan gave it to me himself. No, actually,
4: I don't know where that came <laughs> from. Originally, people just started calling me
1: that, and it stuck. Like...
4: Yeah. Oh, I, I Like know, I I know, anyone. Heck the yeah,
1: yeah I, them think them? I think I, I did. I can't it. remember. I got to be honest, yeah, guys. We're gonna it, have I to. Think. We're gonna have to be careful of not talking over each other because uh, it's gonna not sound good. So if you hear somebody talking, mm-hmm. stop and let them talk. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm the teacher. I know. Sorry. Angry, but we are angry doing, yogurt
3: chips right there. We <laughs> are
1: doing a pod. We're, we are doing a pod. We want to be heard. So
3: I won't have to worry about that. <laughs> I don't talk
1: exactly, and we can't hear your desk in this uh, version,
3: Scoop. So let me get uh, some cereal great. real quick.
1: <laughs> yeah, can you can you find a two by four to saw while you're talking, please?
3: <laughs> here, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> welcome exactly. to
1: the oh, Yeah podcast. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, welcome, yeah, oh, the yeah, oh, yeah podcast. podcast. So, Mighty Mike Nagin joining us—the the guy who runs C two E two. We were all there. Boy, jump in, guys! It, say something. Yeah, that's true. It, it takes... Well,
4: lord. you said not to step all over each other. You told like the, Yeah, way. you oh, told us
2: to shut up. Now you want us to talk? <laughs> <now>? Let's cool <laughs> uh, How How is C
4: two E two your mind, Johnny?
1: Good lord. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna... <laughs> Never mind. Show's over.
4: All right, take care. I got question, Johnny? you. Johnny, your phone, so I
1: could.
4: <laughs> Hello. You had a question, Johnny. What was your question? Um, Look, I'm
1: taking basic... over.
3: I'm here five minutes. I'm hey. taking over.
1: How How was the con, guys? Please, somebody, somebody
3: talk. It was awesome. The best C 2 E two yet.
4: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. good. I appreciate that.
3: Yeah, it was we though.
5: We did real good on Friday. Man, it was the, yeah. it was the best. It, and it was it felt like San Diego. And on Friday. It was so it so crowded. Yeah.
2: It was cool. It was, yeah, it was really good
5: on Friday. Yeah. So, and, and the rest of the busy it, too. Say it yeah, again like I, I know it's a good show when I when I hate looking for toys. You know, and it's so crowded and I can't I I can't shop in peace because it's too crowded to walk the floor. But it was it was pretty awesome, yeah. I got all my Star Wars guys. I got a What'd Chewbacca with the extra bandolier. I got all the new guys from the Han Solo movie. They were there.
1: Does it look, look like a uh, new guy compared to uh, Harrison Ford uh, action figures? Yeah,
5: he's the one guy I couldn't get. And it was just telling Franco that Han Solo, the guys you want are only available with vehicles or with that, that risk-crazy thing that makes the characters talk, but the one that I want is $30 everywhere, and I'm trying to shop and find one for under 10 bucks and it's very difficult but but I got a Chewbacca so I'm happy
1: <laughs> Are they normally under 10 bucks?
5: Yeah, and in the shop they're usually like um 7.99 or 6.99 or whatever at at
1: Okay.
5: At the regular stores and if you can find them at the convention for 10 bucks or under that's a pretty good price. But with Star Wars and Hasbro have this thing that if you want the main guy you got to buy a force link wrist communicator thing or you gotta buy him in a vehicle for a hundred dollars. So it hurts. So I have to be patient and wait for a hand solo to come out later. Wait, right now I'm shopping get, but
4: he's still out everywhere. You can't get a hand solo separate from a vehicle or this this other communicator thing?
5: No. That is correct. No,
4: but you can wow. buy the girl, you can buy
5: you can't get Lando either. He's only available on a two pack.
4: Yeah. You can get the girl, you could get a Wait, Wait
5: a, a second, Skywalker package?
4: Huh? Hold on a second. Lando comes in a package with Tupac? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. T- I would <laughs> buy that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy that in a second.
1: What? Yeah, uh, what's the other what's, the other? what's the other action figure? What's the other action figure with Lando? Um, he's some
5: kind of guard soldier guy. I don't know who he is. He's a new Oh, character. it really
1: is some random is, like extra guy. Yeah. It's not like yeah. a
5: robot. This is cool. Yeah, it looks like Tupac a little bit, but he's got, like, some lampshade on his head or something. He's wearing something, some kind of apparatus. Yeah, but he looks cool. All right. Is it like Lobot's <laughs> brother? <laughs> yeah, maybe. He's got, like a, like, a beehive on his head or something. Maybe that's what his name is, Lando and the Beehive. That'd be a good show.
2: Yeah, great bag.
1: Excellent.
2: How you doing, Beehive? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> said, no, Johnny, you told me to shut up, so now I'm shutting I, I up. Exactly. I,
1: I knew Frank was giving me the silent treatment now. Shut, shut up, shut yeah. up. Oh, you know, I was looking at the story down. about Tupac and Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> hair sold separately. I wonder if Sarah Richard sculpted uh, any hair for the uh, Star Wars figures.
2: Well, that was, was back she, in the day when worked sculptor? there anymore. Was she Wait, a, hold on, a hair sculptor? Yeah, she yes. uh, she worked for uh um Hasbro Sarah Kenner. Hasbro. Hasbro. Oh, yeah she
3: she uh I yeah, didn't know did that did. I
2: found out I found out uh the other night. And uh she she was designated at some point, she did she did a whole bunch of uh, accessory stuff and, and but then she was designated as the hair sculptor. People mm. like the way she sculpted hair. So she did scarlet ah.
0: hair. I <laughs>
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
5: I want to know you more to know about, about Mighty Mike Negan. <laughs> oh hi. What do you what it, do you want to
4: know? Did you, you want to know how Mighty Did you did get work?
5: how was it running a show, man? We miss you in Artist Alley. Oh my yeah. god, I miss yeah.
4: you guys, yeah. I miss you guys so much. I miss Artist Alley <laughs> terribly. I got to get down there a couple of times, but but only for a few minutes, a couple of spurts here and there. And every time I came down there, All your crew was never together. It was either Artie was there and Franco wasn't there, or Franco was there and Artie was there, or Artie and Franco was there and Johnny wasn't there, or Jimmy wasn't there. Like I kept missing the whole crew. At
2: this point, yeah. At this point, Artie and I have worked together so long that we try not to work together anymore. Um, So we still work. We still work together, but we do it in shifts. (laughs) I was starting to think you were the same person.
5: um, Yeah, we sometimes are. Depends on how close we're standing, you know.
4: You kind of meld together a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> true.
0: But the show for,
4: for me, the, the you know, this was my first C two E two as captain of the ship, like for an entire year. Like last year, I got I got my new position last year a couple of weeks before C two E two twenty seventeen. So I really didn't, you know, while I I was in charge, I really wasn't in charge. Like I couldn't, I didn't really set up the show. I didn't really have my fingerprints on 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 it. At, so much. So this was my first year that me and my team, you know, we we got to work together to build the show uh, together. So uh, so I had an amazing show. Um, it was you know it was a crazy weekend. It was a fun weekend. It was a hard weekend. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I think I I think I've never really been more proud of an accomplishment accomplishment in my life. Like you know we. We put on this this big event, and people seemed to be happy, and the feedback's been amazing and my team was yeah. amazing i'm I'm real proud of those guys. Uh, every single one of them worked so hard to to build this uh, and then, like you know I walked away and I kind of looked out at the floor at one point across the masses and see all the smiling smiling faces and people making memories that will last a lifetime and I was like, this is amazing, like I get to do this for a living like." I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm truly, I'm truly blessed. Like, uh, and then I went home and I uh, slept for uh, 16 hours straight.
2: <laughs> I believe it. Oh
5: my god. <laughs>
4: know,
5: let me let thing. me ask
2: you a question. Let me ask you a question, yes. Mike. Because we we've done like 438 episodes of this show now, and and uh, we've all told convention tales, like our, our wackiest moments or things that we've encountered. What's What's the weirdest thing you've ever encountered um,
1: at, at a show, whether you're oh, in charge you're... or
2: not? Yeah. Wow, that's
4: uh,
1: celebrity there, demand.
4: That's, that's so hard. Like, I, I guess I'll tell the story uh, of uh, Shia LaBeouf. Does anyone or La...
1: oh yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I remember that year absolutely. I remember yeah, La...
4: Shia LaBeouf was at C2E2 <laughs> one year, and and it was pretty crazy. Like, you know. Obviously, his, he's a personality, an extreme personality, and, and you see him online and everyone's like, that guy's off the wall. But he actually came to see 2 e 2 and was really pretty awesome, um, to a point. So, so uh, <laughs> did,
2: he, <laughs> no, he, did he go all LaBouf on you at some point?
4: Well, he came to the show. And first of all, I'll tell the story real quick because it could take an hour, but I'll, I'll tell it real quick. Is He kind of sent me an email a couple of – couple of months before the show I was like oh this is Shia I really want to come to your show and I was like no really who is this he's like sure. it's Shia Boof and I'm like I'm like yeah sure it is he's like I want to come I'm making my own comic and we're like and I and again I didn't believe it I thought somebody I thought somebody was playing a joke on me whether it was somebody I knew or just a random fan who just thought it was funny to, to pretend or whatever it was so I kind of just played along I was like listen hey Shia yeah, we we'd love to have you, man. You come to the show. He, here's my number. When you get here, you call me. We'll take care of you. And then I, and it became like a joke around the office. Like, oh, Shia's is coming, and we laugh about it. And like, we, but everyone truly did not believe that he was coming to the show. Like, we didn't uh, announce him. We didn't we didn't put him up on the website. Nothing. Like, i never heard <laughs> from him again. So sure enough, I'm at the show, we're, we're, it's Friday morning, we're getting ready to, for the show to open, and I get a, con- a phone call from somebody at the front by registration in there, and they're like, hey, uh, Shia LaBeouf is here, and I'm like, yeah, that that's very funny, very funny, joke, keep, keep the running joke going, haha." And he goes, and he goes, no, no, he's really here, and I was like, what? And he's like, no, he's, he's really here, come down right now, so I was like, holy <laughs> mackerel, I, I can't believe this. So I ran down, I got him, him and his uh, girlfriend at the time, she was a, a model, uh, we were walking upstairs, and she was like, he's very excited, he printed these books, he's been working on them all week, he's, he literally sat on the floor, and he printed them all himself on the expensive printer he bought, and he bound them himself, and he was so excited, he kept saying, I just want my little lemonade stand, just find me a spot, but I never accounted for a spot, like, I had no idea, like, I really didn't believe this. <laughs> Ironically <laughs> enough, we had somebody cancel right next to George Perez, like who's also a big wow. a big guest of the show.
1: Sure, so I was like, good placement. Oh, all right, I'm
4: gonna- hey, hey, right, if I remember it, after the same year you kicked me out of my table. I kicked <laughs> you out of the show. Actually, I was like, I literally came back from like the bathroom and we had all your stuff on the curb. That's the way I remember. Right, it. right, yeah,
0: <laughs> I remember the- that.
4: Yeah, I um, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in. And he's like, I just want to keep a low-key. Please don't let anyone know I'm here. I just want people to pass by and kind of see my stuff. I was like, all right, let, let's, what's the boundaries? And he's like, well, I don't want to sign any Transformers stuff. I don't want to take any pictures. I don't want to sign any Indiana Jones stuff. I just want to sell my comic. He's like, I was like, all right, I, I'll put somebody next to you, and I'll make sure that everyone comes up knows the rules. But I'll keep coming back and check on you.
1: Mr. B- Mr. So, LaBouffe will not pose for pictures. Thank you.
4: Right. He will not. Exactly. <laughs> please, no autographs, no pictures. No. So I'm like all right. Fine. It's weird. I got a picture with him that right year. Well, I'm I'm about to tell you. So I set I set him up <laughs> and then like like I come back like 15 minutes later just to like check on him and he's literally kneeling on the table two little kids on a on the table with him and he's got uh, Optimus Prime helmet on his shoulder and he's screaming at a mother in, in the crowd take the picture take the picture. And then the rest of the day he was amazing. He took he took pictures with all the fans, anybody who came up to him. He signed anything that people brought up to him, whether the Raiders, Transformers. His fan experience was totally
1: amazing. That's um, cool. I'm glad he wow. turned around. That, yeah. that's some,
4: yeah. he, he was great. He, he was absolutely amazing. But then and, as the show ended, and uh, uh. he was kind of all of a sudden like a light switch. He's like, I have to leave right now. And like, we're like, okay, you know, we'll get you out of here. He's like, no, I need to leave now. And it was like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, okay, and, and literally, like, his girlfriend just started scooping his, all the his stuff up and shoving his suitcase. He's like, he needs to leave now. He needs to leave right now. And I was like, oh, okay.
1: What's so stopping he, him? I don't understand. What's the problem? Oh, just to, like, give him security he just, so he but can he, get out? No,
4: nothing. He just wanted to be gone, like, instantaneously. Like, if he could have teleported I was gonna
1: say, the building, he would have.
4: Yeah. Scotty.
1: Like, beam LaBeouf out now, Scotty. Yeah, like, no, Bennett, no. get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he so, needed the bats. Exactly. He so he had, was, we had to get... We had to, Shia's medication is run out. Let's get him out now. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, yeah, exactly. that's probably it. Exactly. His Adderall. Exactly. Jeez. So we had to get Man. him
4: out of the show and across the floor like as quickly as possible without anybody stopping him. So now we're <laughs> running through the convention center, me, him, and his girlfriend in their suitcases... Stuff, you know, underneath our arms, trying to get them out of there. We're literally running at top speed to get them. We, we arrive at the, the only place you can get a cab, where you guys know, is the Hyatt, the Hyatt lobby. Mm-hmm. So I get there, and the show is, you know, there's like 100 people online waiting for cabs, because the show just let out. It's Friday night. And, I, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and I'm like, I'm just going to cut all these people. I'm going to make everybody here angry. Like, I can't help it. Like, he needs to go. Like, he's like, he like, you gotta get me out of here! You gotta get me out of here! So I, 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 I went in front of the line, and who's in front of the line? It's Dan dio Dan DiDio hey, DiDio no, is no, waiting no, no, for I his cab. And I was oh, like, no. Dan, I gotta pick gotta no, up your next cab. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? I was like, Dan, I got, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. He's like, He's like, you, you can't take my cab. I'm like, Dan, I'm, it's Shia LaBeouf, and I'm trying to explain it to him. But meanwhile, Shia is, like, pulling me on my arm, and, like, a cab came. And I'm oh, like, Dan, my- I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And and I open the cab door. Shia jumps in. I literally grab his suitcase and throw it in at him. I think I hit him in the chest with it. His girlfriend jumps <laughs> in, and, and and I slam the door, and it, it screeches away. And everyone's yelling at me, like, hey, man, not cool. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's and, cool. And, and I just I run away before they start chasing me with uh,
2: pitchforks pitch in Georgia. And,
1: hey, F that but, guy. Boof that guy, if
2: I may. I love it. But again, I remember you, that you, same you, year I couldn't get a cab either.
4: Right. Well, again, <laughs> I, w- I would have definitely taken your cab instead of Dan's, but I would have taken your you know, cab
1: in a heartbeat. That was Since the same year. You were on that,
4: that curb with your stuff anyway.
1: That was the same year that <laughs> Virgil uh, took my table. And I and I wrestled I it back it. from him. <laughs> so it's we true. his suitcase his chest too. That was the, it. Was the same year because I remember Labouf was only a couple rows away and everything. No, you're fine. You're fine. Like seven tables down, it's no big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. Virgil, get your shit off my table and move. Ooh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I wasn't gonna going to chips. take no for an answer, and I wasn't going to call you, Mike. But I was definitely going to. It might have um, ended up going up to you, but you were busy trying to, you know, uh, entertain uh, Leboff. And I, I, I like understand.
4: That sounded You right. would. He was oh, Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, Wait, that that was... sounds like. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. What was Virgil doing where you were sitting? Like he shouldn't have been there. He just sh- he just showed up and set up because it was um, it was Jack, the second Charlie it was Steve. Saturday. And he wasn't there on Friday, and I was set up fine. But I, I, I didn't come, like, before uh, the show opened on Saturday. I came, like, right as the doors were opening or whatever. And I get there, and Virgil's just finishing putting everything on my table. His, his, his fake – I don't think he ever actually won a belt, but he had, like, a wrestling championship belt and <laughs> pictures of him and, you know, with a Million Dollar – wasn't he with Million Dollar Man? Wasn't he the Million Dollar Man's uh, valet? Yeah, sidekick. Sidekick, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, stuff, all that stuff, maybe a picture with Hogan, I can't remember. And, um, yeah, and I'm just like, uh, yeah, this is my table. What do you think you're doing? Oh, it's no big deal. There's a table right there. Yeah, that's probably your table. So pick up your crap. <laughs> because I was, like, I think I was, like, the first or second person on a row. So that obviously was helpful. Mm-hmm. Said, oh, man, come on. I'm like, no, you see, I actually, I understand I don't have maybe the thousands of fans. You may have Virgil, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I do have. I'm like, no, man. I go. I've been telling people on Facebook and Twitter that this is my table number. People are going to come to this. Stuff. Well, they'll see you. I'm like, get up and go. And yeah. I'm like, I'm <laughs> not for an answer. If I have so to call happened? convention people over, I'll be happy to do that. And he's like, man, man. And he's just picking his stuff. I'm like, thank you. And everybody's everybody. <laughs> right. Right. Then
2: he picked up all his stuff and he set up in the
1: in the subway stop. Good. So, oh, oh yeah, that, oh, that oh, one year oh, in New York. That's right. How, how? Well, no then Johnny, no, <laughs> no exaggeration.
4: When I used to commute into the city, I saw him in Grand Central, in the hall, with a folding table, <laughs> so stuff, in Grand Central.
1: It yeah, was the saddest sure.
4: thing I think I've ever seen. Well,
1: again, that's I'm awesome. sorry. But yeah, man. Come on, Ian. Mm-hmm. I knew he had a table. It's like, well, this one's a better then, location. But he's here. <laughs> so I'm just going to slip in. Wrong! Mm-hmm. And then so, yeah. Johnny... Grabbed
5: that one glove and slapped him with it. <laughs> True. <Okay. laughs> that, accounts for where, that accounts for where the other glove went. <laughs>
1: right across the virtual. Virgil face. took
3: it. It's
1: yeah, he has it's it. it. <laughs> it's stinging his cheek even as we speak,
3: absolutely. Speaking of gloves, I roomed with Johnny, but we'll save those stories for the end of the pod. Oh, oh man. man.
4: <laughs> you, you, you roomed with him this year. not break it up
2: now.
1: Are you teasing? Yes.
3: Later in the broadcast, look for it. Yeah. Dude, that's good. I yeah, like roomed that. I roomed with him this year. It. No, it was good. I don't really have any stories, so i got to make some up by the end.
1: Yeah, <laughs> change I, names. You
3: know.
1: I brought uh, those Breathe Right uh, strips to put on my nose so my snoring was maybe cut down, and I was taking uh, other like homeopathic anti-snore uh, tablets. I'm going to ask and, one uh,
2: question. That, Dude, how many cold have, cold how many socks do we have
3: on the TV? <laughs> there was uh the one morning i got up to go in the shower and i pulled back the shower curtain there was a sock in the tub yeah that's
5: all right that's, that's
3: that's the tradition continues yeah that's true but johnny got to the sugar. room after i did so yeah um you checked in and then i got up there and i could tell that you were in there because you took over that table over there oh, it yeah. became your studio like well, I
1: guess no, I, yeah, I, I put my uh, I put my laptop up there. That's true. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. all right. At least, at least uh, you know. I mean, we were sharing the room, so I mean, you know, whatever. But uh,
3: and, and Dave Shite almost I, drank our water.
1: Shite <laughs> comes up Friday night <laughs> after we're hanging out and stuff, and it's fine. No big deal. Whatever. Throws his throws his bag on the bed, puts his feet up, takes his shoes off. He's totally like hanging out and everything. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm like, that's not Scoot's side. I'm not going to be a jerk. But uh, but then, yeah, he's leaving and you know, they got the, comp, you know, air quotes, complimentary water bottles. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to take your water and get going. I'm like, whoa, 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 no, you're not. And he's like, why is <laughs> it like I'm like, read the fine print, hillbilly who's never been in a hotel. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, they do charge. Yeah, they do charge. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, his defense, stop buying his water. The
2: hell with him? In his defense, out out in the woods, he gets he gets river water for free. So
1: exactly. he, just <laughs> he
5: just slurps it up, man.
1: <laughs> they built the they built the rooms right next to the well, so uh, it's not that far to get room service and stuff. Yeah, I understand.
3: <laughs> But uh, the one morning, the last day, Johnny and I woke up together and like six in the morning, and we just oh, yeah, yeah. we just watched the news. We sat there in bed and watched the news.
1: In bed, exactly. So what did I do today so, to piss everybody off? Let's let's find out. Okay. You guys, you made it. You it sound like
4: you guys were sleeping like guy, while you watched the news. We, so we like
1: did, grand, Yeah. We were like Grandma Grandpa Walton. Yeah, in bed, just like in this giant king-sized bed, watching the news. What's that stuff? Like? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh up uh, with Chuck, little skit, a little scoot. <laughs> oh, those aren't pillows. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, no, it was, it was good. I, 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 you know, I felt bad because um, I worked the overnight shift uh, Thursday into Friday morning. So And I was done at 5 a.m. And I, I went to the hotel to try and sleep for a little bit before going to the con at, like, noon on Friday and yeah, so I knew Scoot was still asleep and everything at five. So I was I was very quiet. I tried very hard to be quiet. Yeah, and of course you lost your key though. I, yeah, I did lose my key at one point, and we had to get another key. I'm like, yeah, sorry, floppy <laughs> pants. That's
5: awesome, floppy pants. Yeah, it's true. I heard
1: you on the radio
5: the other day, Johnny. I was driving home from Skokie at midnight. Yeah,
1: Traffic weather together. Weather, weather. Exactly. Was, okay. it, uh, was it uh Superman night? Was it action comics? one thousand Yeah. We had
5: one of our, uh, yeah. One of our anonymous collectors, uh, lent us the Superman cape for the big show for the special treat. Amazing. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. He was, so it's a, it's a, it's yeah, a, he's a customer that had the cape.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And he texted me and said, Hey, I want to bring something, bring this over. And I said, uh, yeah, and and I was real excited about it. And the coolest part about it was, me and him were on the same page, but our wives were real nervous about taking this thing out of the house and put it out in public. And so sure. we we sure. said, okay, we we won't we won't tell nobody we have it, and we won't tell anybody who owns it. So and then everyone was happy. <laughs> but That's good. it, it was know. real fun. Yeah, it was real. I was cool. wondering and if that was were... more of a thrill than anyway. I, was was if you hired... I, I was wondering if you had that
1: cape. I can appreciate. I was wondering if you had. I was wondering if you had Colossus running uh, security for it. Remember?
5: Oh, well, we had, I went, I reached out to some people, but then I found out we had enough eyes on it. Like we had at least six people who were there helping. So we're like, okay, mm-hmm. I think we're good. You know, cool. And awesome. I was going to draw, I was going to draw a lot more, but I was more excited to look at the Cape, <laughs> Sure. but it was cool.
1: We drew some pictures did... near the Cape. So it was good. Which
5: movie? Um, he from? said it was in, he said it was in two of the movies. But he's not wow. sure which two, so I'm hoping they were the first two, and not the last two, or maybe the second one and the fourth one. But
2: if it was the, the third Richard
5: Pryor one. movie, I'd be a very upset. Oh man,
2: yeah, I will say, how upset are you going
5: to be if this is what Richard Pryor yeah. <laughs> I know. I I told him that if it's number three, don't tell me it was in that one. And then he's <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. He doesn't know either, so that's good. Unless he doesn't he didn't tell me, you know? But that that was cool. It was real That's cool awesome. to have that, and I must have took like ten selfies with the thing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, oh my awesome. God! It's a long lost relative. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the pictures look and great, and it's Absolutely. so amazing, so amazing when you have the cape there, and when you tell people it's a real Christopher Reeve cape, the reaction. You could tell the people who know what it is, and they're like, "Oh my God!" And they go real close to it and look at the stitching, and the other people who, who aren't who don't have the connection are like, oh, that's cool. And then they buy their books and leave. But <laughs>
1: you could tell so ones the,
5: who want to see it.
1: Is the yellow shield, yeah. is it stitched on or is it um like, you know, uh screen, screen printed on how, how is the yellow oh, shield on the red cape on there? It's hand stitched. You could see wow.
5: the, the, the S is scissor cut. Like they cut it and hand stitched it. And you could see the, you, you look at it real close and you know, it's, it's custom handmade, and even sure. the stitching on around the cape around the edge of the cape, and it looks like, like like a Halloween costume with the strings that you would tie around your neck, but that's what when, I noticed yeah. when we were looking at it, yeah, we researched it, and actually those straps go over the shoulder and under the armpit and tie behind the shoulder blades so So the cape actually is wrapped around each shoulder blade, like each arm, so yeah. It makes sense for why the cape, because it needs to look like it's tucked into the suit. And, mm-hmm. and we saw pictures online. You can see the straps how they go on them. There's a few pictures, on. so it was real cool, man. I'm, I just want to thank that guy for coming. So
1: maybe later we'll that reveal, guy.
5: but we're not ready yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we're we'll guy
1: remain interested. anonymous.
5: Yeah, I don't want to know on those house. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure maybe. what the value of the cape is, and I, I don't want to ask him because then I, would know, oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
3: or was your first reaction bumpa da bumpa da?
5: Yeah, I was doing it the whole time. Sure, <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, I, I it was.
3: I was cool, I it done. Done. It wasn't even there when I saw it. I started doing it. I was so yeah. jealous
4: I when I saw those pictures.
1: So jealous! Oh, <laughs> I, I keep forgetting with the mask that's... that it's literally the 40th anniversary of the Donner movie, and uh, wasn't it, or was it '79? I thought it was '78. No, it's '78. 70... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, because um, yeah, I saw it, I think, in January of '79. But uh, like, I think yeah. cause it came out at Christmas. But yeah, I can't believe it's like you know, I mean, <laughs> this is the 80th anniversary, and we're, and that was like halfway the 40th anniversary. That's amazing. Yeah, at least it yeah, was. it's cool. Remind me of some time about
2: about the time like, I actually met Christopher Reeve.
1: Yeah, what? Go for it. Yeah.
4: Don't tell us. Don't remind us. Just tell us now.
1: Yeah. Tell oh, us now. What the hell? Well, why is everybody, everybody holding <laughs> their stories?
4: Later on, I'm going to tell you. Shoot. Franco, <laughs> let me remind you to tell the story about Christopher Reeve now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh well, I thought we were yeah. teasing things. Scoot said that he
1: was going to tell stories later. So we were mm-hmm. well, yeah, but then but, uh, he told he told he told about me uh, being in the hotel. Do it now. Yeah. Well he he
2: walked up stuck. to me and he said uh he said, Yeah, I ordered uh, two large pies and I'm like, Oh yeah, I got them for <laughs> you right here. And I, I rung him up and uh I told him what the price was and I said I'm a big fan. And he goes, Oh, thank you very much. And then he left. <laughs> that was it. Wow. Wow See you see what kind of pie. See what kind of pie
5: I thought you had his autograph because he signed the he signed yeah, his he signed credit, credit card, card thing.
2: So my
1: dad's got his autograph. I should pull that out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, you you has a picture. Show, of it. Take a photo. Yeah, well, put it online. That's awesome, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> but, but what kind of pot- well, just just cross out that credit card number, yeah, just in case. Well, <laughs> I don't think anybody
4: could use it now. I think it's expired at this point.
0: don't
5: you know, the joke would have worked better then. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Sorry, know he like the pizza. <laughs> he uh, might
1: still have the credit card. It might yeah, still be inactive. Yeah, did he like the
5: pizza? Did he come back?
1: Yeah,
2: he liked it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse well, me. He liked sometime
2: I'll, I'll tell you about the time I met David Letterman, too. Yeah. All right, sir. So. <laughs> Should we save, save that one later? I guess yeah. we're oh, saving. Oh, I can tell you now. He said, uh, can I get a cup of coffee? I'm like, sure thing. And I got him a cup of coffee. These
0: awesome. are <laughs> riveting.
1: These are riveting star. My oh my. We're having some fun now. Yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> boy, oh boy. I had more converse I, I had a deeper conversation <laughs> with the cape. I don't know. <laughs> 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 the cape wanted to hug Thank
1: me you, through, the glass, a boy. through the glass through the glass Nice. Did I ever tell you the story <laughs> of the time
4: I met Sammy Davis Junior?
1: Hey man, no. it's Mike it's <laughs> mighty Mike Negan. I understand that's your nickname, man. Go ahead. Hey man. True story
4: I was I was actually a kid I was in Atlantic City with my mother This was at a time when you could let your children roam free And just, you know, you didn't have to watch them
2: You yeah, in the, in the used to be able to gamble In casinos exactly.
1: right? We right, encourage exactly. four year olds to gamble At all costs Take them to the <laughs> kino room They will enjoy it
4: I was only playing a little bit hey man. of blackjack And some roulette, but it was fun So I was maybe <laughs> 10 or 11 years old Maybe yeah, And I was running, I realized, I was at the arcade, they had a big arcade there, and my mother had given me like two rolls of quarters and was like, leave me alone. So That was, wasn't
2: an arcade, those were slot machines. <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, no, this is, this is actual <laughs> arcade. So she had told me, you know, you got to be back by like 9 o'clock. Come back, meet me here by 9 o'clock. And it was like 9.30, and I realized I was late. I was playing, I was playing Dragon's Land, by the way. So uh, awesome. I went running down the hall, and I, the elevator doors were opening up, and I ran right into the elevators and slammed right into Sammy Davis Jr. Head on. And I was like, man. oh, my God.
0: Did you mess and up his, his eye? eye?
4: <laughs> his eye popped out, hit me in my eye. No, that didn't happen. Oh, um, oh.
1: So then, hey, man. Mad, man. <laughs> so hey, then man. Hey, man, that's not a fall. All right? Hand that back, please, man. <laughs>
4: So he was there with two big bodyguards, and I was just kind of like staring at him. I realized who he was, and I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" I didn't say anything, and I, was, I just kept saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And he was like, he just kept waving me like it was okay, and you know, he brushed himself off a little bit, and he just kind of walked away with his his bodyguards. And he walked like halfway down the hall, and then finally, I got up to nerve to just be like, "Hi, Sammy!" And he turned around like again, <laughs> he just kept walking off. So that's how I so, did. You he's knock him just... over when you hit.
1: When you ran there, I I bet did you knock hit. him
4: over. down? I, I did not knock him down, but I hit him hard.
1: He was smaller oh than you was. <laughs> uh, he was not. I was like eleven. <laughs> he was so not. He wasn't. Well, but still, he was, he was, a, tiny, he was a tiny man, man. So, hey, he man. He was. I did not. I I did knock over a celebrity once. Who did you knock over? <laughs> Where's uh, my
4: <McCartney>? Wait, <laughs> no. I I knocked over <laughs> what's your name? She, uh, Katie Holmes. I knocked over Katie Holmes. Once. Wow.
1: Finally. Nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tom for the purpose finally. Daw- Dawson Creek era K- Katie Holmes. Yeah. I ran Ooh, her
4: you did better. I, I basically knocked her, not completely to the floor, but almost to the floor.
1: What yeah. was her character's name again, uh, Dawson? Mm. I want to say Pacey, but that was the guy. Joey. No, Pacey. Yeah, Joe, yeah wasn't it Joey. Yeah,
3: Joey. Joey. I think it was yeah. Joey.
1: Isn't that weird? So Pacey, you know the guy has the girl's name and the girl has the guy's name. Very interesting. I don't want to wait.
3: I I have um, your celebrity (laughs) stories all beat though. Mm. When I was fifteen, I went to the Toledo Jamie Farr Kroger Classic Golf Tournament, (laughs) women's golf tournament, with my dad, and we were rounding a corner. I was eating a hot dog and Jamie Farr came walking by. And my dad stopped him because my dad was a big MASH fan. And he said, oh, Mr. Farr. And he's like, oh, your son eat that hot dog good? And I said, yeah. And then that was it. And he walked away. Oh,
0: that's cool. <laughs>
5: See?
1: Incidentally, you, you never so- on
3: those hot dogs. What now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: what would you say, Fred? That's
2: before? funny. And so why is he making fun of my stories when, when he's got that? Come on.
3: That was a good that was Jamie Farr we're talking about.
1: Come on, man. And I'm that sure is, his yeah. body hair like entered the room like three minutes before his physical body showed up because he's got so much of it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Well, it's because Mike <laughs> brought up Katie Holmes, That's who's Jamie also Farr. from Toledo. Yeah. Oh no wait. Mike helped up his. Katie Holmes, sorry. Oh, I didn't know. Is there, that. Is there a in Toledo, walk up Toledo and he didn't stop by?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: What
3: happened? All
2: right, oh yeah,
3: you saw my I house.
4: I saw your house. I did. Oh, that's yep. right. I did see your house. Turk yeah. had said, "This is where Scoot lives." You're right.
3: Yeah. I don't I, know why we
4: stopped Scoot. I blame Turk. Yeah.
3: Him. Back I was to. Uh, talking, back, I was talking to Johnny anyway. We were planning for the trip. Yeah. There you go. All right. Oh, were you literally? There
1: you go. Hey man. The uh, I was going to say uh, Aaron Douglas from Battlestar Galactica was there. He's mm-hmm. the crew chief from uh, if you, people don't know him by name. That's the guy who was, uh, yeah, he's in charge of it. Yeah, he oh, yeah was, he no, the vipers. Yeah, he's not a coochie. He's a crew chief, and he was the guy who fixed oh, the vipers. I, yeah. I, <laughs> not a coochie. I, I really
5: thought you said coochie. Yeah, <laughs> he was a coochie. He was that <laughs>
1: nice, I, I was think like, on off weekends, he goes <laughs> to the street clubs, and he performs in the king. He's a coochie.
5: Damn phones.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want wow, wow. Yeah,
1: I saw That's him, who? and
2: I and I talked to, uh, at c 2 I talked to Breckenmeyer as well. And oh, that's, yeah, we saw him. Yeah, I talked to him and I said, no, we actually met before. And he looked at me and was like, we did? I said, yeah, back in San Diego when I won my first Isler, I walked in the door. And you said, is that an Isler? And I said, yeah, I just won it. And he high-fived me. And I'm like, I remember that. I'm like, cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I, my, I uh, Aaron, my, That's cool. Go for it. No, I saw go Aaron for it.
4: Douglas in the bar. No, I saw Aaron Douglas in the bar at uh, –
1: uh, Sunday
4: night, Sunday night at the oh, yeah. Hyatt. I saw him at the bar. Yeah,
1: he was hanging out. Yeah, he really was hanging out off hours, like every night. I saw him at at the Hyatt bar. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he was that nice def- really nice that the guy. Battlestar guy. Yes. yes. Was that uh, the Galactica guy? Galactica.
5: Galactica. good guy, right? I, yeah he's, he came I kinda in.
1: Had, yeah kind of heavy set yeah
5: yeah I was I was sitting with some taco room, but I did I knew that you guys knew who he was, and I knew he was a celebrity of some sorts, and I was sitting with two guys named Mike.
1: And him, and we just it, talking like Perkins, guys, right? And then I just yeah, I gotta you, go. Wasn't, yeah, I didn't. Was it was it one of huh? the mics, Mike Perkins? Was it one of the mics, Mike yeah. Perkins?
5: Yeah, yeah, I know that he's famous for X Men, but I never knew his last name. I just knew his name was Mike,
1: oh, but I never knew. Yeah, he always mentioned oh, X Men. Oh no, he's a yeah. he's like you. You guys would love each other. He's he's truly one of the nicest guys in comics, and one of the, yeah, yeah. the true creators I've known. Like since the first year of podcasting, he's one of the first creators I got to know. Yeah, great guy.
5: I always met him. I met him every year. See tweet, I see him at the bar area, and we just talk because we know that we know we, we both know Dan the Deal. And we just know people. So when we were first met, we were sitting, and I know he was waiting to talk to people, and I'm waiting just there, and so we end up becoming friends just just sitting there talking, and I only. I know he writes stuff, but I know his name is Mike. And so this time he said, um, he, he saw me. He goes, this is the guy I was telling you about, this guy. And I'm like, what? And he goes, come here, tell me what you told DC Comics at your meeting. I'm like, what meeting? He said, you told me when you wanted an exclusive. They asked you what you wanted. And I said, oh, yeah. I told him I want a 30-year contract. And then they said, well, we don't give out 30-year contracts. And then I said, well, what do you give? And they said well, we give two-year contracts, and I said, "Well, give me fifteen of the 2 two-year contracts." And everybody laughed. And he goes, "This guy—he said that the DC Comics." <laughs> and then I said, "Well, if you can't give me that, then don't ask me what I want."
1: He's—he's <laughs> so uh, he's about to, to take. All those guys. He's about to take over Green Lanterns um, with Dan Jurgens from Tim Seeley, and I forget who. Tim's artist is, oh, cool. but Jurgens is the writer and, and Mike's the artist, and that's awesome. You know. Oh, cool.
5: Yeah, he yeah. was telling me something about
1: DC, but I don't. I always forget. I always forget what people do. Well, like, um,
5: also, like me and Michael I also meeting Michael Hogan. Yeah,
1: just listen to him. He might. He might have told you. He might have told you off the record, but I know he was like, "Yeah, these, there's a big announcement for me at DC. They're going to make it this weekend." I'm like, "Cool." and that was it yeah
5: he told me something but I forget I just listen and I'm like oh that's cool and then I forget what
1: I always forget what people do
5: yeah Sure. and I saw the other guys it was cool because I met a bunch of people and, and I know a lot of them are famous guys but then I just saw them at the show the next day and they remember they wave like like Michael Hogan you know like hey Artie where are you you know that's kind of like yeah. what happens to me I just meet people and then see them the next day and I see a long line of people, and I'm
3: like, wow, what do they do? I'm wondering why, why
5: is he so famous? <laughs>
1: kind of
3: yeah, cool. Amazing. Amazing. Johnny introduced me mm-hmm. to Ed Cato. We had dinner. He was awesome.
1: Yeah, we oh, had yeah. action zone. Ed Cato, we we hung yeah. out a lot actually
3: over the way. And he of course, Artie and pod, I. Too.
1: Yeah, and Artie and I did the uh, did a panel with him with Mike Gold and Mike Gold's uh, stepdaughter Adrian, who's very sweet yeah. and. Uh, we talked about retailing. I didn't know why I was on the panel, but I was happy to be there and yeah. I chimed in. But no, I <laughs> yeah, was, like, yeah, I was trying, to trying
5: not travel. to. Oh, sure. Wait a second, trying Johnny... not to turn it into an. Was that? <laughs> no,
4: Johnny, I was trying not to turn it will...
5: into someone. Sorry, Man.
4: sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Artie. No, you
5: go. You're good. No, uh, well, I, know, I was just saying point... I was trying not. Okay, oh, <laughs> keep going, Artie. <laughs> keep
4: going, <Arty. laughs>
5: I was trying not to turn it into an oh yeah comics panel, but it it was. It was real hard to like okay enough, and then I had to let the tag team come in and talk, you know. But
1: yeah, cool. but I think I I think everyone honestly, I I really do think everyone kind of contributed. And Mike Mike was very happy afterwards. Mike Gold, he's a good guy. I love that. Yeah, guy.
3: yeah. He's he's yeah, older than us, is.
1: and he's he, I mean he's one of those keepers of knowledge. I mean he's been he was at DC in the seventies. So, True. And he's and he's a I mean, Chicago rapist too. Yes, he has. Oh, sure. I On know. every show, he makes sure to come up and say hi to me. I love that guy. Tremendous guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's been in our stores. I think both stores he's been in. Yep. in New York, too. Mm-hmm. That's cool. The original, mm-hmm. uh, suicide, the original Suicide Squad editor and uh,
0: John Ostrang.
1: To... Yeah, of course, First Comics. Yeah, you're right, man. John Sable and um,
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh, American he Flag failed. and uh, Grimjack. He, mm-hmm. he also edited
4: uh, Longbow Hunters, I think.
1: Yes, he did. Yeah, well, he brought, yeah, he brought Grell, Ostrander, uh, Tim Truman, all those guys that were at First Comics. Tim did scout for First Comics. Uh, He brought all those guys to D.C. in the 80s. And yeah, man, I mean, that was a big move. And a lot of great books were being made under Mike's uh, watch. It was uh, Hawk World, Tim Truman's Hawk World, and uh, Grell doing Green Arrow and starting with the Longbow Hunters. And uh, Ostrander did uh, Suicide Squad, yeah, unbelievable stuff. So yeah, I I'm a, mean, I'm, I'm a longtime fan of uh, Mike Gold and his people. Yes, I uh, I had dinner with uh, Mark Millar. Mark Miller. And that was fun. Did you play darts? We did not play darts, but uh, it was great two days before the show. I know it's a good excuse for me to do my Scottish accent. Dank Dark did. He uh, he. Uh, he emailed me two days before the show. He's like, we're hanging out, right? And it was me, Kyle Fegley, Dave Mack, Bendis, and I can't remember the fifth person. Oh, probably John Lehman. And wow. um, And and Mac didn't show up to the show until Saturday, and Mark was leaving Saturday night, so they didn't get a chance to see each other. And Brian uh, brought his wife to the show, and so outside of him doing panels and signings, he would leave and because it was a chance for, you know, he's got four kids and, you know, ah you know, and we want to see the city. I'm like, yeah, man, obviously. So we talked for like a half hour or whatever, but, um, no, uh, Fegley and Miller are like, Hey, you're coming to dinner. Right. And I'm like, sure. So Friday night, uh, we went to, um, Paisano's right, uh, right there by the Marriott right there. And, uh, yeah, I never had deep dish pizza. We're like, great, you're gonna love it. And he, and it he did. It, it wasn't was better than our dinner Saturday night, was it, Johnny? Oh man, we got to talk about that in a second. But yeah, I got, I still got a story what about Mark. He, he, uh, you know, he just signed his big deal with uh, Netflix. Uh, they bought 14 of his 17 or 18 intellectual properties to make into TV shows and movies, and that's oh, really wow. amazing. And uh, he. <laughs> He was he was cracking us up, and he's and I guess you know he, they're going to also publish Netflix comics,
0: which oh, wow. basically will be that. His,
1: yeah yeah it'll be his mm. imprint I guess through Image, as I understand it, and uh, but no he's uh, you know in addition to his active po- properties that he's been doing at Image and Icon and everything before that um, he's going to uh, he's going to make I think three or four new things a year for them. You know, just kind of pitch oh, wow. pitch ideas to and stuff. So, yeah, it's a ridiculous deal. But, no, he's really happy. And, yeah, oh, we were just laughing. We had, a, we had a great time. And it was funny. He had just seen the Johnny Carson documentary that was on public television a couple of years ago because it was on Netflix. And he's like, you know, I never really – I didn't see Carson in his prime. But I get, I get a sense of what he was and how important he was to American culture. And I was like, God, that is crazy timing because the night before – and I said it on Facebook and Twitter – they ran uh, this Antenna TV, which is Like Me TV. They ran an episode of The Carson Show, and um, it happened to be an episode that I was in the studio audience. And Johnny made a joke about the Falkland Islands, which was this crazy, weird conflict between Great Britain and this small island in South America, or a group of islands, obviously. And it's all sheep herding uh, farm area. And it's kind of like Grenada, where they just wanted to have their independence from England. And England sent over all these, like, fighter jets to, like, kind of scare the hell out of them and stuff. And it was this weird little conflict. And, yeah, they have, like, no, like, you know, army. So Johnny's making jokes. Like, it's kind of like that uh, Marx Brothers uh, movie. What's that movie where Groucho is the head of Fredonia? And I couldn't help it because, you know, me, I'm a an idiot. And I had to, I went, duck soup. And, he, and they went, duck soup. That's right. That's right. So I recorded the audio on my iPhone, and he's like talking about Johnny Carson, Like you gotta hear this so he, I played for him, he's like, oh my god, that's you and I'm like, because it did, it was crazy it's when <laughs> I was 17 years old and I, I sadly, I still sound the way I like I did when I was 17, which is kind of reassuring <laughs> I won't deny that but he's like, oh, it's totally you, that's great and I'm like, yeah, thanks, man so, <laughs> he he appreciated my star moment, he's like, you know, even like a Forrest Gump kind of life so unlike who <laughs> And me that have actually talked to
2: celebrities, you had to shop one out.
1: Again, in, in the and, he, he, and right. I was admonished. Yeah. That's true. And NBC yeah. Page came up and said, "You
2: yell one more thing, and you're out of here." Like, At least we talked directly to the to the to the guys and had had interaction with
3: them. But you're, yeah. um,
1: I, I, right. hey man, I got I got my sack of celebrity encounters. Don't even start, <laughs>
3: man. Bill Cartwright, um, and,
1: from D- and actually, literally uh, last last weekend, <laughs> if I might you know, interject. Um I was at Gibson Steakhouse, which is a great place downtown in Chicago, a wonderful steakhouse. Yeah. And it's topped out, so all the all the big hobnobbers are there. And it was my buddy Mike North, uh, it was his retirement party because he's getting out of radio and he's settling down. He's going to relax. And so nine of us came out with him. And uh, first, Jerry Reinsdorf, owner of the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago White Sox, came to the table. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good to see you. All right. And we're like, awesome, Jerry Reinschler, <laughs> and we look, and he's having a one-on-one private dinner with New York Senator and thorn in uh, Donald Trump's side, Chuck Schumer, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it's oh, he's my guy, my New York student. true. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's right.
1: Well, that's what was. Weird. We're you were like, going to say wow, Rudy Giuliani? No, no, he's currently in the news, of course. Oh. No, even a, or, uh, active Senator Chuck Schumer, not wannabe. Can I get in the? Can I get in the? You know, play or not, Rudy Giuliani. Do you remember me from nine eleven? Yeah, sadly we do. Uh, but anyway, but no. So uh, yeah, it was fun. Anyway, go on. Somebody else. talk. Or mm-hmm. Superman. Who um, read, who read uh, Action one thousand? I just bought it uh, just an hour before we uh, hey, started hey, hey, recording. No
4: spoilers. Haven't read it yet. I'm not going to say a thing. Yet. Relax. <laughs> I'm, wait- I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Sunday for for the big all uh, oh, yeah Harrison uh, event. Oh, that's oh, yeah, yes. oh, that's great. Francis. I, you know, it's well, going to be after
1: the fact when well, we, you know, we might be able to release this before the thing. But in case people don't hear it, and you know, actually, technically, people are able to listen in live. I've uh, put out the link, and I will uh, do it again in a couple of minutes. Right now? So people might, yeah, really, this is live. Live? You...
4: Oh. not would put it? In like front me. of a live studio audience?
1: Well, it's live. You, it's if, live if, on if you Blog out there Talk are, Radio. Are
2: listening? Call no, in soup. right now. We'll take your call. Oh.
1: You, no, you can't call in. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Dumbass. Oh, okay. well, I thought we could call in.
2: No, no I'm sorry. I was just
5: in. My house, in my house, when, oh, go ahead. And, well, so I was going to say in my house when we don't say dumbass in the house, we call what each other unedu, un, uneducated buttocks. I like that. It's <laughs> uh-huh. <That's> good. Yeah. Because <laughs> we got to be, you know, no swearing. Yeah. So we say I
2: that call, oh, I call he was
5: kids, such an
1: uneducated buttock. I call my hmm? kids stupid fishes. Well, and, well, wait, now I get a look. Because uh, <laughs> I was about to say, as I, as I usually have to be corrected by Franco and initially make a mistake, there is one yeah. line open. So if you want to call in, you can call in on, if you are listening and you live and you do want to call in, you can call in 929 <laughs> 477 Twelve eighty two. There is one. There's one light open. What? If Jamie awesome. Farquhar. You know what? I didn't know I was right. I'm right. See? Oh. I. Why do I ever doubt you? Why? I have no idea. I know. I know. I know. So yeah, I'll be keep. I'll keep my eye on the uh, studio uh, space here, and if uh, Haas or
3: uh, <laughs> somebody is listening. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah.
1: yeah. Podcast.
3: Oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah. Podcast.
3: <laughs> Gigantic Jeff. <laughs>
2: we had an awesome <laughs> dinner on Saturday night, Johnny. You didn't tell anybody
1: about that. Oh, go for what it, did we man. do Saturday? You don't remember already? You were the you were in charge of it. Oh yeah, remember? <laughs> yeah, already chose the uh... and the and the location. because <laughs> yeah. we're was all good, really uh, tired. Rick,
5: Rick and Benny, Benny. Benny. Rick and Benny, Yeah, USA Today voted that best sandwich in the world was the headline of the paper best sandwich in the, and I remember we saw the paper. I think I got it at an airport or something. And I, cause I know I saw it and I'm like, I need that. Cause, cause I looked at the headline and I said, what is it? What is the best sandwich in the world? And it said, Rick and Brenny's bread at steak. I'm like, Oh, I have to buy this. And I brought it home to show Rose. And she, she looked at it, read it. And first she looked at me and said, see, told you, <laughs> Like I know.
1: Oh, is that <laughs> so was Rose, the one who that, turned you onto those sandwiches?
5: No, I knew them since I'm a kid because that's just Chicago South Side. I I always knew okay. them. So I never. We, I never. When we met, yeah, when we met, we both knew about Benny's. and so we uh, my mouth watering now, damn, and so that <laughs> when I saw the newspaper, and I I just knew that I was I've been right for 40 years, you know, so. It was pretty cool. And I have friends who want to fly to Chicago just so I can pick them up and take them to the, to the restaurant. And then they'll fly back home wherever they have to go. <laughs> wow. But that's, that's such a good – Franco came one time and I told him not to eat all day and, and because I'm going to take him to get a sandwich and then I'm going to take him to the Sox game. And so I told him just get on an airplane. Don't eat breakfast. Just be real hungry all day so you could fit as much food as possible in your body until you need to go to the White Sox game. Because you're you're gonna be gone from the time you leave in the morning to the time you come home at night and there's gonna be no time to go poo. So no. I don't w I said don't there's no time for the bathroom. So unless you want to use the bathroom stalls at the White Sox park, then don't eat. And he said, Okay, I won't eat It was it was one of
2: the one of the best days of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and Wait. It's always so
1: like... so y- I'm confused. <laughs> so you didn't. So you didn't eat the Ricabennies before the White Sox game. Oh yeah, no, we, we did.
5: did. I picked them up to the airport. Took them to Ricabenny. Then we went to the Sox game. But I think your body can, if it's starving, and you go to eat and then go to Sox game, you can sit there with a full belly, and by the time you need to use the bathroom, we'll be home at my house.
0: So
1: <laughs> I had to time this whole day right. According okay. to bio- biology, you know. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I don't know. As an old man, that uh, that sandwich hit me hard quickly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I needed, Good. And I feel like within an hour of eating it, I needed to go to, and also couldn't eat the whole thing. Hell, I barely had a half. And uh, upon reflection, well, but, uh, if I were to go again, I'd only have like a fourth because even a fourth is not yeah. enough.
2: Well, we're idiots. We get out of the show, and we're real hungry, and we're like, well, right. they got two sizes, and they got the smaller one and the big, giant, king-size one. Let's all get the king-size one. And that's exactly.
1: We're all Elvis. Yeah, get my king-size, mm-hmm. man.
2: Mm-hmm. Put the bananas
1: on it, baby. Exactly. It's good, though. And it's, it's a chicken fried steak, and it's on, like, an Italian hard roll with, like, red Italian sauce on it and mozza- mozzarella mm-hmm. cheese and jardiner. Uh, jardiner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the breaded steak, the...
5: The famous breaded steak sandwich. Man, I want to go right now and get one.
3: And am about right, an hour and a half away from it. the restaurant. Yeah, I wish crazy. I had one here so I could save half of it. I throw half of mine away. <laughs> yep,
1: yeah, And yeah. yeah. like <laughs> so you know, gonna <laughs> in the, in the hotel room? Even in the fridge, it was gonna be horrible. So yeah, I'm just like, is this mm-hmm. this steak chicken? Right, it's very good.
5: Mm-hmm. It's like having a child, you know. It's like you, it you like, want to yeah, hold yeah. it like it a baby is. when you order it. You don't want it, You want to. You want to raise it to be your one of your own, you know? Like, I can't, I can't I let this it. go. I need this sandwich. My right. yeah. son, chicken fried steak,
1: <laughs> smothered in red sauce, and Jardin He's the youngest mm-hmm. of the family. That's beautiful, man. That was beautiful. <laughs> um, we call him Rico. Little Rico. Yeah, that's what we call so, him. John Lehman and I hung out a lot, uh, who wrote uh, Chew, and uh, former Wildstorm editor for a long time at... Uh, both independently with Jim, and then uh, with DC as well. And he's a fine—he's uh, a fine writer. But we—we we hung out a lot. Fine actor. Good man. John Lehman? yeah, he's a fine actor, mm-hmm. absolutely.
3: Fine young man. Uh, he said,
1: "Hey man, I think Chew is in development, <laughs> Oh, you know what I read today? Here, this just in, comic book news. Uh, Rick Remender's <laughs> uh, Deadly Class just got optioned for a television series, and I think it was Sci-Fi Channel. Pretty sure it's Sci-Fi Channel. Mm. So, Is anyone watching uh, Krypton?
5: I am. I saw the first episode. It's good. I liked it.
1: Yeah, I like it a lot. Go. It I got to watch them. I got them all, all saved. I swear to you, Francis, it's, I it's, think it's excellent.
5: It's good for people who know the Superman story or who yes. are, are into the Man of Steel. Because it's connected to the Man of Steel <laughs> movie. Sure. It uses yes. the same, same special effects, same props. But if, if if you don't know anything about Superman and you're gonna try sci-fi, you're gonna I think you're gonna be lost a little bit. I don't know. And but I was into it; it was cool. I, I only saw they, the first a, one. They show. Go ahead. No, as I said, they show Brainiac. They tease Brainiac too.
1: Yep, so it was kind yep. of fun. He, he's the so bad. Yeah, he's the big bad villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I think it's great, and well, I th- uh, I thought it was. I thought it was very no no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it and say I think the pilot um, is very clear in terms of what it's about and you understand right. and I, this isn't spoilers it's about Superman's grandfather when he's a young man mm-hmm. and uh, and it's no it reminds me of the '70s World of Krypton uh, comics that like Paul Kupperberg and uh, Marty Pasco and people like that would write. And and it's yeah yeah it's it definitely if you've seen Man of Steel it absolutely fits in with Man of Steel but I would say even if you just know a little bit about Krypton uh, it's it's great I, I mean it looks different than the Donner movie but that said I mean they yeah. kinda, they use the crystals and um, yeah, the, codex yeah and I, the, the key that yeah. he had yeah yep yep so yeah, I think I, I liked yeah it. I, yeah I think it's pretty clear uh, that any any Superman mm-hmm. fan would dig it. And I don't know how it's doing ratings wise at, at sci-fi, but I do. I think it's excellent. So
5: yeah, I have like I have all of them recorded. I got to watch them.
1: But it, I'm gonna watch them, it. It
5: looks cool. It's yeah, good. and yeah, it's just good. And it explains the guilds, and it shows the yeah the fetuses in the embryo tanks, or whatever. It's yep. cool. It, it, yeah. It's if you pay attention to it, it's not a casual view. You actually have to sit down and have a cup of coffee and watch it. It's hard because I like to watch TV and draw and just goof off while I'm looking on the phone while something's playing. Yeah, you got to watch, but
1: that. you, know, you, you can't attention. do
5: that with this one.
1: Yeah. Well, and also <laughs> it's like you said, the guilds. But yeah, it's like the Kryptonian politics, and also it's kind of almost Game of Thronesy with a Krypton yeah. kind of feast. But that's what I thought right away was yeah they're they're trying for like a Krypton Game of Thrones basically, and that's cool. Wait, no, there's like, yeah, our them, I
5: feel like I've watched it all.
1: And, all right, now you don't have. No, to you line. didn't. We didn't
5: ruin it. We didn't ruin anything. No, yeah,
1: of course not. No, yeah. no. I could ruin no, it would everything. Well, he teases. <laughs> you know, yeah. Raniac shows up at the very end of the first episode, but that big deal. You know, you know. Okay, fine. What's he doing? Yeah. You'll, you'll I find thought out.
5: Victor and him before the show started, though. They tease him. <sighs> he already teases his face online and stuff. Yeah, but I tried really It looks really like hard. it's going towards the. Yeah. Go ahead. Like it's Go going ahead. towards like the Jeff. It's the Jeff Johns story kind of brainiac. Yes. But it's also yes. Man of Steel. Yeah, it's yes. cool. There's no spoilers. Especially, if it's only the first one. It's a lot of setup. You
1: know? When, when Jeff But was, it was kind of Jeff cool. Was writing, when Jeff was writing Superman and he even brought Donner in for a few issues and stuff, he said yeah. that it's his intent to, like, just like he did with Hawkman, it's like, all right, let's use the best pieces of all the different times. They've kind of rewritten Hawkman's origin and make it all make sense mm-hmm. and have it all fit. And I really think that's what they're doing with Krypton is, yeah, they want it to look as much as it can like Man of Steel, but also evoke the best things about Krypton from the Superman mythos from day one. And I think they succeed. I really I think it's it's before Jor-El's time. You know, this is Jor-El's yeah. father when he's still a single young man. So he hasn't met yeah. yet or anything like that. Uh or uh rather not Lara, whatever his grand you know, whatever Jor-El's, uh yeah. mother's name was and everything. Funny. No, and and it's interesting. And no, but the familiar name is there. Was, I think names it's there. Midge. Yeah, Midge, that's right, Midge L. Exactly. Midge, Midge. <laughs> 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 Why Debbie are you hanging L. out with Jor-El so much, Midge? Sorry, Moose, I like Jor-El. He's in the science council.
5: <laughs> it's
6: my wife, <laughs>
1: Debbie, L. Debbie L. Debbie. Debbie L. L. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how come Dab is going to the Phantom Zone again? Yeah, well, she yeah. My favorite uh, tuna casserole, Zone. Phantom Zone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one sucks. Throw it in the cat. It's throwing the Phantom Zone. <laughs> oh man, get is the crappy leftover. Sucks. Shut up, Monell. Right.
5: <laughs> out again?
1: Yeah. It sucks, man. <laughs> so I like Krypton. I'm here to say it. Yeah, good. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I was I was very wary about watching it, but now I'm gonna. Oh. You got it. Yeah, it's good. You, it's, got it uh... to, you got it. just in terms of like keeping up our thing of me liking a show and you hating it. Yeah, it
5: would be More horrible. Feet.
1: Yeah.
0: They get
5: a good, the, horrible the thing that's different. And like, the, oh, sorry, go ahead, Artie. The thing that's different, Krypton. the thing that's different about Krypton versus uh, Gotham and Smallville, is that this can actually fit into the continuity of Superman the way we know him. Yes. Like absolutely. there's no pretending yeah, and there's no like Smallville. Oh, no capes, no tights and Batman or Gotham. Oh, no Batman. But this actually has Superman. Like, it like it's in, he's in there, you know, like not, you don't see him, but I know it's his world. It's yeah. And they, you know, so there's nothing. It's not a, it's not a retelling without Superman. Like it's kind of right. cool. Cause it, it goes back a hundred years or whatever. So it doesn't yeah, fit like, in the DC universe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like what Caprica tried to do with Galactica. Galactica. And that it's, it's 100 <laughs> years before. So, yeah, it doesn't interfere with what you know from the other so- series. Yeah. And it's like, you know, planting the seeds. It's good. I but it. I yeah. do know what yeah, happens I like because everybody dies in that one because it's 100 years later. That's true, too. Yeah, the planet blows up.
2: Yeah. True story. <laughs> and then it's in the baby.
5: Yeah, I remember. That's the part I know. That's worth leading. I
1: think <laughs> they're going to blow up the it. planet. There's going to be a rock that can kill them. Yeah. Hey, oh, by the way, back to <laughs> regarding Superman uh, in general, and I should ask, we should ask the panel what they think of this. Uh, Mark Miller mm-hmm. had very strong opinions on Superman. I uh, we were talking about like okay, who just like when you talk about Batman and who's the real person, Batman or Bruce Wayne? It's like who's the real yeah. person, Clark or kal-el or superman if you want either way and mark's mm-hmm. opinion and then well everybody thinks mark was like um he thinks the kryptonian is the real person that and that clark kent is the disguise to fit in with everybody but because he comes from such an advanced race he's like well you know it's like if he was raised by uh, you know a colony of ants or like tarzan and if he was raised by apes and I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, he's raised by human beings. But he's like, you know, like his senses and his even putting it in super or silver age uh, words, like his super intelligence, all that stuff. That yeah, I mean, he was raised by humans, but really, he's so genetically advanced that he can't really be, you know, a human being. So therefore, Clark Kent is the disc- like even to the point of his personality and the way he behaves. So that, you know, that's wrong. More- I agree
0: with
1: you. Yeah, he's, wrong. he's wrong. <laughs> he's wrong. He's th- wrong. Yeah. He's – Well, I've heard I people make – think he's Clark. Yeah, I think so, too. Man. Yeah, I think, I think he's because- Clark all
5: the time. Yeah, all the time. And the, the, the disguise is not Clark Kent. It's Superman and the reporter Clark Kent is disguised. But Clark Kent is always – he's always Clark. And Kal-El just- is who he knows he is. But he's always see, Clark. Even when he's Kal-El, he's still Clark because he was raised I- – he was Clark since he's a baby, you know. He know. So yeah, all but I think three, But even don't. when he's Superman, he's still Clark. And when he's still the reporter, he's still Clark. And when he's Kal El, he's still Clark. He just
1: well, I think being the reporter. I, I think being the being the reporter is part of who Clark is because being an investigative yeah. reporter is how he gets to the truth in a way that the powers won't let him. He has to talk to people to find out what's going on. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, yeah, don't. I'm I'm a I'm a big believer too of, don't diminish Clark Kent reporter. Not that you were doing that, but I'm saying that like, yeah, he's not smart like Batman, but he's not dumb. He's an investigative reporter, and he's been trained and knows how to get to the bottom of something intellectually because of his training. Right. Reporter. So he yeah, gets think, all yeah. of
5: that. He gets all his training and personality and his heart all from his Kents, from the Kent family. Yep. Yeah. He yeah, gets it from that. That's them.
2: exactly what I was and he say. Gets... He's Smallville. Yeah. He's always Smallville. Yeah. Clark Kent, mm-hmm. reporter, is a disguise. Superman is who he becomes,
3: but he's always Smallville.
1: How is it a disguise? <laughs> yeah. How is it a disguise?
3: The bumbling reporter is a disguise, like yeah. in the movie. Yeah, right. Fine. Yeah. But that's um, even... Like, even like, yeah. the
1: investigative
2: reporter, he has to learn how to do that. He's always Smallville to his core. That's well, what he but, always but is. The Kens,
1: but the Kents taught him how to be Smallville, it was through they didn't his teach environment. him how to be an investigative like, reporter. What? They didn't teach
2: him how to be an investigative reporter. No, it of course learned.
1: not, but that's just another skill that he learned as he was being a human yeah. being. That's right. his college, it's not, college that's degree. That's not, him.
2: Smallville is that's, him. Yeah. That's his core.
5: Yeah, okay. Right. The reporter is took, his career. It's his college degree. It's like right. it's like all of us. We When we were kids, we are who we are when we were kids. So if you took, take us... And and figure out who if we're Superman, you're always going to be little Johnny, little Artie, little Frank, a little Scoot, little right. Mikey, and that's who we are. And the careers we have anything. are will be your Clark Kent reporter. But if you it's a career and that
1: then, you're passionate, but if it's a career you're passionate about, you come upon right. that yourself because what do yeah, I want to do? That's I was telling yeah I was telling Mark I'm like no and it's funny because Mark never watched Smallville, but I'm like there's that great oh. Smallville <laughs> episode with Christopher Reeve when they finally uh, figure out the Kryptonian language. And he reads Jor-El's prophecy that you will go to Earth, you will conquer, you will lead them, this whole thing. And Clark's freaking out. And he's like, I don't want to do that. What do I do? And it's that great moment when Jonathan puts his hands on his shoulders. He's like, hey, I'm your father. And you don't have to do any of that. You are in charge of your destiny. You can do whatever you want. And part of that is I want to get to the bottom of the truth. And I think that's why he becomes a reporter. It, it comes from within him and from his learning of just how to interact, just like every kid does in, in you know when they yeah. start to grow up and everything. So no, I don't. I don't think to call it a disguise. I, I disagree. Yeah, I it's a career. It's his career. He's
5: good yeah. at it. That, I, don't well, what, he, what I don't. think are you going to i But I don't think Clark Kent the reporter is a separate person. It's still him. Even Superman's right. still right. him, but sure. the only thing with Superman is he's not pretending. He's kind of letting loose. It's kind of it's almost like um, I'm gonna say it's like a dancer or an actor. Even when you watch videos of Harrison Ford on, you know, he's real grouchy. But then when you see him on film, he's Han Solo. He's a different person because he's he's doing his job. But like almost like a dancer, where when you meet them, they're different, and then when you see them dance, you're like, holy cow, right? It's something I never expected. And that's kind of what he's like. He's when he's Superman he could finally cut loose. And Cal L is just a heritage. Cal L is like somebody telling you that, Oh, we checked your genealogy and you're sixty percent Hispanic. I'm like what? That's kind of what happened to Cal L. He found out he was an alien. And I know a lot of it a lot. Of, I'm learning a lot with this or thinking about it a lot because we're writing the Smallville story Mm -hmm. and it's all about young Clark Kent and he's doing all these things, but he's always Clark all the whole through the whole book. So that's kind of, no, he's Clark. He's
4: just Clark. It's true. See, I can, I kind of see it as, as almost like a comic book convention, right? When you guys go to a comic book convention, you're behind (laughs) the table and you're meeting your fans. You're on, you're still, you're still already in Franco and Scoot, right? But but you're not, you're not the already in Franco and Scoot. That's, you know hanging out with your kids or your or you know going to the grocery right. store you're still you but when you're when you're at a show you're you're larger than life it's still the same person you're yeah. not acting independent no, that's, that's, me. You're just, no, oh. that's I am all the time <laughs> <laughs> you know what i would almost agree with that
5: <laughs> yeah almost almost <laughs> right i and that's exactly what it is you're you're a public persona you're doing your thing you're Took a shower that day, had a good breakfast, and you showed up on time. And man, you're re- you're
4: revealing the Superman as bam, right? He, you're putting you're <laughs> almost putting the best of yourself forward. When he's Superman, right. he's putting the best of himself forward.
0: Yeah,
5: and he's always he, Clark that's Kent. why he's an
4: inspiration. He's always Clark Kent. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He is.
5: That's true. That's all true. I agree. It's very true.
3: They uh, so what there's about
5: Super video.
4: What about She's Linda wait.
3: Yeah, because she was mostly raised on on Krypton, and then she was. That's right. She didn't come here oh, as a baby. Girl? Yeah, Supergirl.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. True. Did uh, come on,
2: that's coo- like asking if Krypto really a dog. Come on. Is
1: he? Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Yeah. He's from
2: Krypton,
1: he is. He's a very good dog, as uh, they said in the uh, story <laughs> when he. Uh, when he uh, he was the one that <laughs> saved Superman from Atlas. And as Krypto oh, like, grabbed right. him by the yeah. neck and he would let go, and it's like crypto's a very good duck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did, uh, did uh, you guys see, uh, there's a Google Talks video uh, that you can see on YouTube, and it's Bendis, Dan Jurgens, Paul Dini, and um, Marv Wolfman,
4: all talking about mm-hmm.
1: Superman.
4: Hi, ah,
1: ha ah, ha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh no it was it, it was good, it was really interesting, and they all you know gave their points of view and in fact that that uh question came up who's the real person Kell or, or Clark, and they all said clark as well so Mark yeah. Billy, you're wrong uh-huh. <laughs> I huh I have
4: two turn it all back into c two e two I got to have a you know i i, I was taking uh Brian Bendis around uh from panel to panel at, at one point and uh,
0: nice.
4: we just got to talk we just got to talk a little bit about superman and i was like you know i'm a huge superman fan and i'm really excited you're you're on board and you know uh and he was like well what do you what do you like about superman and i and, you know I, I rattled off the you know i love that he's clark kent i love mom pa Kent. i love smallville i love lois uh, i said i even love jonathan now and uh and you know and he was like, you are going to, he goes, if you love all those things, then you are going to love Superman. You are going to love my Superman. Yeah. He goes, that's, yeah. so cool. I, was like, oh, I was really excited to hear that. Cause he's, he's kind of bringing Superman back to the core. I've heard him say yes. this in interviews. I think he even heard it, him say it on, on the pod with you, Johnny, but, but he's really like bringing it back to the character of Clark Kent and the, and the character
1: of Superman. So that, I'm excited by that. Yeah. No, you're right. And he, uh, well, you know, and again, you know, I keep saying, I like, let's not let's not uh, let go of the fact that Pete Tomasi and Juergens did such a great job of restoring Maybe, the luster yeah. to, to Superman. And I'm I'm really happy for Brian and the attention it's getting. Uh, but I'm really glad that uh, as they've been hyping that is taking over Superman, Juergens is usually there as well. And it's been a really important part of promoting Superman and the 80th anniversary and not only the Google talk, but also they did one in Washington, and it was uh, Juergens and Paul Levitz. And then South by Southwest, it was Frank Miller, Juergens, Bendis. And I think Paul Dini was the guy in that in that set as well. Um, and I'm really glad because I think Dan and, – and in fact, in the Google talk, and I'm really glad Brian said it, Dan's like, you know, very quietly, Juergens has done this incredible run on Superman that goes at least 25 years back to mm-hmm. the Byrne-Wolfman era. And the death of Superman. He was one of the writers on that. And each time mm-hmm. they've even in the New Fifty Two, they had Dan uh, after Perez left when he was frustrated that he wasn't getting getting to tell the story he wanted to tell, which I think was a great story. And I was really kind of bummed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juergens was trying with the New Fifty Two Superman, and it, it, you know at the at the end of the day, it's just like it just when they when they stripped him back down to being so young and single again, and every it's like. No, we've already read all that. We want to read about Superman, and and like we're cool with the marriage. And I think it was brilliant with the rebirth to bring Jonathan into it, the the kid.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: and Mm -hmm. it's great. And now Superman is a father and teaching and everything. And this is what Superman – Superman's always led by example to the other heroes and certainly to to regular citizens as well. And now that direct thing to have a son to really try to explain how to use his powers and and just be this, this great example and stuff. It's a great move, and it totally fits for Superman. So it's really, really exciting.
4: It is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Hey, go, going back to what you were just saying, Johnny, about uh, Pete and, and, and Pat's run on Superman, um, it, it was an amazing run, absolutely amazing run. And after New 52, like I'm a lifelong Superman fan. Everyone knows that. Uh, and I just felt so burnt by, yeah. by the New 52 Superman. Like, Yeah. Like, I always tell the story about, the Grant's, Grant Morrison's uh Superman origin in action. I go, mm-hmm. I know the origin of Superman probably better than I know the birth of my own children. Like <laughs> but if I if I read the origin of Superman and then I, I get to the last page and I'm go, what just happened there? You've done something wrong. Like like that's how how bad that went off the rails as far as I'm concerned.
1: So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't actually disagree with it. Yeah.
4: This was actually sure. I think the C2E2 after Pat and, and Pete took over Superman, um, I had seen them. It was a couple of months into to Rebirth, and they were both guests of the show. And I literally ran over. They were sitting side by side. I literally ran over to both of them, and I hugged them so hard. And I was like, thank you for bringing back my
1: Superman. Yep, yep. I did the same thing with Juergens. Yeah, oh. I did the same thing with Jurgens with action, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's like, no, That's there cool. he is. That's Superman, yeah. and again, it's, it's yeah. no one's fault. Greg Park and Gene Yang, I think, uh, among the other guys that were given the unthankful job of kind of, you know, starting over again with Superman, they changed his hair, they changed his costume, and it's like that's Monell in a bad Superman outfit that's been redesigned. <gasps> it didn't look like yeah. Superman's <laughs> costume. It didn't look like. I mean, they they changed his haircut and everything. The spit curl went away. It's like, who is this? This isn't mm-hmm. Superman. Some BS yeah. knockoff. That- you know, I, I really, oh, it's just, it, I was angry, and obviously, Mike, you weren't angry, too. I was so angry. Because yeah. it was,
4: it, it, mm-hmm. it, I mean, this goes into a, another facet of um, Superman media, but I feel like it's the same thing that happened with Man of Steel. I know, Artie, you're, you, you're a fan of Man of Steel, but I am not. Uh, it's Man of Steel. is the end. Are, yeah. To me, they're, they're very similar in that it, it made him an isolated alien. Like both those, both those characters are are not what the core of Superman is the the and Midwestern Pac values Kent is
3: still in that movie too, right? I said Pa Kent was bad in that Man of Steel movie too. Oh yeah, he didn't care.
4: Yeah, I Don't, saying, Don't you, Brad about John Costner.
3: Too late.
1: <laughs> yeah, he just yeah, they were more they were more important. They wanted to keep Clark's secret more than. I, I think it did come through that the Kents do help people and they're of the community and everything, but it should have been hammered home even more, and it should even have been almost like a life lesson to young Clark of maybe like, oh, do we have to help uh, the Langs with their farm today or whatever? Yeah, Clark, we do. No, you can't hang around and right. screw around mm-hmm. because we're Kents. We help people. So Right. Damn it. And damn it.
4: So so New 52 mm-hmm. was in and and – just the way they made Superman, just basically an alien living among us, always apart yes. from mm-hmm. us. Like that. That's not what the core of Superman is. So, right. so I'm glad yeah. that we're back to that again. And and in Justice League, I kind of felt like the movie. I kind of felt like they were getting a little bit back to that again. Like I, I felt like that was more Superman than the previous two films. Yeah, yeah
5: that was definitely the best Superman. And I Like we had the whole show About that and, and I was Oh yeah I really enjoyed The Justice League movie And I felt it made The other two better Even though at least All the mistakes That they made In Man of Steel And, and Batman v Superman and This one made up For that I think If you watch them On order And get to Justice League I think it actually Helps the other ones you think so? I don't think I can Watch yeah. them a little bit I think it does yeah. <laughs> A little bit It does make them Better than they were Like when I saw Batman v Superman, I really liked it. It's a hard rewatch, but I, it's, it's it picks up once they start fighting and when they save the day and Doomsday comes. I love all that stuff. I love the Doomsday stuff because it turns into a comic. And but Man of Steel, it's always those comes back to those two scenes with Jonathan dying and then him choking, oh God. killing Zod. Yeah, when he kills yeah. Zod, I yeah. I still haven't. Every time we put the movie on, I stop it. I can never see, because I, I know it's coming, so I'm like, oh, that's enough. And, and I skip right to the part where, where she says, welcome to the planet, and he goes, oh, it's good to be here, Lois. And that, that last scene of the whole movie sums up what Superman is. Just that those two lines in the last, the last minute of the movie is the best part of Superman's character through the whole movie. And that kind of makes it up. And it, it make, it's good if you skip over to choking, breaking his neck scene. Then it's good. Then <laughs> the movie holds up more. Well, it's a little but, better.
1: Yeah, it's a little better. I, yeah, that's it's funny. Subconsciously, better, right. subconsciously, I think I also avoid the death scene all the time as well. And, and uh, yeah. a complete 180, uh, TNT has been showing the hell out of The Force Awakens in the last two weeks. Yeah. And and yeah. I always watch, and I love Han Solo, but I watch that Han Solo death scene just to see. I'm like, is there any way he can maybe come back? Oh no, oh no, that's no, a yeah. <laughs> that's a lightsaber in the heart, sir. He's done. He's gone. And plus, he ain't coming well, back. the
5: biggest thing about that is, the biggest thing about that is the bad guy killed him. The bad guy who hates right. him, who you hate, to, and that's why that works. Oh yeah. It wasn't Han Solo choking his son. So if Han Solo killed Kylo Ren that would have been the worst thing. That would be like Superman killing Zod. Oh wait, that happened. Yeah, that would that's what it would be like. So so that's why that works cuz it's the bad guy, you know, and you're like, "Oh, and when he gets and every time that lightsaber goes off, everybody watching it goes, "Oh," like they feel it. Kind of like every on time. that Every
0: time.
5: Every time, right? It's like that. Every time. You know? <laughs> it's like you see it and you feel it and you you hold your heart. You're like, "Oh," you know, and you're like, "Oh, it hurts because you love him. You're on Han side, and he gets killed. And, it always, <laughs>
2: I don't feel so sad because there's going to be another Indiana Jones movie now.
5: Yeah, but maybe I'm that's sad. why you should be oh.
2: sad. I don't
0: know.
5: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they got to make up for the last one. Yeah. They, might, they should Giant. release the last one without all the monkeys and stuff. Yeah. But you know, that Speaking the reaction reminds me of that one show where they, they trade houses and they paint each other's bedrooms. You know, that one show with um, Wife? Paige Davis was in there with the wicked oh, haircut. Places. Yeah, where they, every time they reveal, they take their blindfolds off or tell them to open their eyes. They always have that same reaction as if Han Solo just got killed. But They all go, oh, and they all bend over. <laughs> like if somebody just punched them in the stomach. They go, oh, and then they cry or laugh, whatever. So that, you could edit that out, Johnny. That's I mean, no reference yet.
4: My kids literally make fun of me about when Han Solo died because we, we went open at night to see, see Force Awakens. And when that happened, like, you, you knew it was coming. Everyone knew it was coming. But you, at the same time, you're like, yeah. no, no, it's not happening. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. So when it happens, I literally, seven-year-old me, pop, come, completely comes out, and I'm biting my lip, trying so hard not to cry.
3: And my son, yeah.
4: he, he laughs at me. about it right now. One tear rolls down my face as I'm biting my lips. and he's
2: still like, "Are you crying?"
4: I'm like, "No." <laughs> and Don't you feel funny.
2: bad? Don't you feel bad for the kids nowadays that they're not going to have anything in their realm, in their in their in their scope of fandom that's close to anything like that. Nothing. i mean i think yeah. i think maybe i think maybe somewhat the harry potter movies were maybe that but not not to the extent that, that that any of that stuff was to us so that's why it hurts yeah. us so bad you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> right yeah, yeah well son
5: yeah like sonny has power rangers like he loves the original one cuz he grew up with that but the uh the the movie didn't do it he didn't say, come on, we have to go see this, you know? The movie showed up and went away, and nobody... Everyone forgot about it.
2: He so didn't see it? No, Power I don't even think... Yeah, I don't even no, think Power I Rangers... Because that was like a, an episodic... Like, that was a, like a TV comic book, almost, you know? I don't know that that was yeah. something that, that really resonated with... With Well, man, with, he,
5: he with, did, because he was a kid. and Kids have the toys, and they watch the show every day. Oh, but yeah. the new movie... The new movie didn't bring back nostalgia. It just rebooted them, you know. Like there was no, there, like. Yeah, but I'm not Star even talking about
2: that. Yeah, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about something like you. You look at Star Wars. You see how profoundly that affected us. You know, I mean, right. even more so, I think than. I mean, Superman because, like, you know, we read comics as kids, and then when we saw that you know, that Donner <laughs> Superman. We were like, holy mm-hmm. crap, you know, that, that yeah. kind of, like, inst- instilled in me, like, fandom. And Star Wars was the thing that just opened up the floodgates for me. I'm sitting there in the theater yeah. and watch this thing, and then you waited three years thinking, right. yeah. is there going to be another one? And then you find out there is, and you're like, holy cow, and then you wait three years, and then you wait another three years for the next one. Now there's a Star Wars movie every year or every six months, you know, and it's right. not—it's definitely not the same thing. I don't think that there's there's kids in this generation that will ever have anything like what we had. It's, I don't know that anything well, yeah. was like that before Star Wars for people either. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I, know I, think, I know. I think there was. The closest. What was? What's I that? know
4: exactly what you mean there were things like, before star wars that, there was things before star wars that people had affinity yes. for like twilight zone or whatever could like, yeah Star but but i think the problem... star trek of course oh, i can't believe i forgot star trek cuz i'm a huge trek fan but um yeah. i think the problem now is kids this generation even probably the generation before they're just desensitized because there's just so much media to consume there's and there's nothing right. that they they haven't seen like for us to see Star Trek or Star Wars or any of this stuff or Superman for the first time, you had never seen that before. There is there's nothing that comes out today that hasn't been done before. It might be better special effects, it might be you know mm-hmm. better sound or whatever the case may be, but it's it's ne- it, we're not we're not treading new territory. I have, here. Two, I
1: have well, two things I, to say to that. I would disagree I very quickly. It, but wait, hold on one second because you talked a little bit. Let me let me just say real fast. I think <laughs> The Hunger Games was something new that uh, got enough a, a fandom. And by the way, Franco, just obviously Star Wars is like the apex of like Uber fandom. I think it did eclipse even things like Star Trek and stuff. But I think Mike is right that in the past, there were things like Flash Gordon and things. The difference now is all the studios that own these things recognize the value in them and they won't let them sit for years in between things. So even when we weren't even having – Star Wars movies, right after the prequels, we immediately went into all the cartoons. So, yeah, every year there is something Star Wars-y. Now, please, Franco, say something. Well, (laughs) the two
2: things I was going to say is Star Trek would have never come back without Star Wars. Uh, Yeah, you had had the affinity for it, you had the cartoons, but it never would have come back in the way it did if it wasn't for Star Wars. And the second thing I was going to say is, were all those old guys sitting on the porch Yelling at people <laughs> to get off our lawn
1: right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I was going to <laughs> no, well, say that with I the know. Power Rangers, Franco, because a guy like Kyle Higgins, who's younger than us and in his early 30s and yeah. stuff, in the 90s, no, of course, Power Rangers were never what Star Wars or or any of the big franchises were, but they did have a huge following, and certainly in Japan, they've got an even bigger following. So I, I do think that there was a potential audience for a good Power Rangers movie and it's too bad that what people got, you know, didn't satisfy at least the American audience. I have no idea how it did in Japan. But um I yeah, like that movie you know, by the way. I never people, saw it. I got Z, it got, Z, though.
4: people liked it. People thought it was really good.
2: Yeah, but okay. see what I'm saying is that, that that doesn't have it doesn't have the same core fandom right. in it that that's something like Star Wars did. Of is, course is what but I'm and, and I know, comparison. like you know, like, I'm the biggest Charlie's Angels fan there is. You know, Farrah Fawcett, yeah. But, you know, it's when the movies came out, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But but it's not that right. that super, you know, embedded <laughs> core thing that we had. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking. When, about when, you, we, hey, when Frank, we were you? growing up, yeah,
5: when we were growing up and we heard that it was going to be a Captain America movie on CBS and all of us stayed home from school. And then we right. saw that he was on a motorcycle and his costume wasn't right and he was throwing a yep. floppy shield. And yep. then we saw that and says, yeah, it was cool. We loved it. We're like, okay, that was cool. And then the next one came on and we all stayed home again to watch that. And then Spider-Man TV show came on. We all stayed home to watch that. And back yep. then, we wouldn't dare miss those shows. But now with right. the movies and the new generation, there's so much – that sometimes me myself I don't even I can't catch up with them, and so like now, right. like back then they were on once or twice a year, and you couldn't wait for them. But now when they come right. out so often, there's not so much urgency, and I, it's almost like there's too much. It's like an all you can eat buffet instead yeah, of a specialty. You know, you're you're right. here for yeah. the pie. No, we got pie all day long. So you right. know, <laughs> that's kind of what that's kind of what the feeling is now. As far as nostalgia or or urgency to see it or something like that, so yeah. now all these superhero movies and Star Wars—they're just the next movie. But when we were kids, man, you're waiting for Captain America, and you remember that, and you you even watched that Doctor Strange movie and
2: Spider Man
5: yep. with the with the strainer eyes, and you couldn't wait. So that's what <laughs> that's I right. think this is all about. Yeah, but it, I, it also
2: I, it also predicates what happens today. You bring up that example. I will go to the movies. Um, because I want to see a movie. But if it's a Star Wars movie, I am there opening night. No matter what. Yeah, right. What. But, you know, but <laughs> yeah. the other movies like, yeah, but we don't know, know if yeah, one but of if the Marvel know, movies comes out. If one of the Marvel movies comes out, I want to go see it. But if I don't get to go see it opening night, yeah, it's not a big deal. I'll go see it right. next night or, yeah, or a nothing... week later or something mm-hmm. like that.
1: I totally agree with you, Franco. Star Wars is in yeah. a category unto itself. But that said, you can't deny the success of the G.I. Joe or even the trans movies and that there are mm-hmm. fans who are anticipating those movies. Not to the level of Star Wars. Nothing. It's right. You know, yeah, we get it. I agree with that. Well, you. that's what I'm but saying, like, Johnny. I'm not saying that it's not
2: happening. Yeah, but it's a yeah, big deal. I'm just fine. Yeah, I'm just saying <laughs> that's not to the level that, 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 that Star Wars was. Right. Was what, but again, that saying, doesn't right. mean that other.
1: But that doesn't mean that other franchises shouldn't still make movies and try and like I'm saying specifically Power Rangers. I just think you kind of really dismiss Power Rangers, and I do think it's a generational thing. I don't give a shit about Power Rangers, but I know people oh, younger. Mm-hmm. Are like, well, you know, well, truly like, and, and actually, Mike, you even know as a, as a guy running conventions and stuff. Hey, the Green Power Rangers coming! It's like, yeah, there are people that are really excited to have the Green Power Rangers. Yeah, right,
4: well, but no, that's not saying so, that there aren't. An older audience. Like, right. like I think Franco actually said something before that that kind of resonated with me a little bit. Is you talked about Farrah Fawcett, right? You right. said Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, it's it's almost the same idea. Like Farrah Fawcett was a big deal when I was a kid, right? Of course, right. I had her poster on the wall. Uh, I, a I lot still here. have a like, poster. I still
6: actually do have a poster, probably somewhere, because I don't throw anything <laughs> yeah. away. But
4: but even even. And back then there was movie stars. There was, you know, Clint Eastwood and Harrison Ford. And today's, today's yeah. day and age, there's actors, there's A-list actors. Right. But there's no more movie stars. There's no more exactly exact celebrity to the that level. Exactly. Because right. yep. media gets consumed so quickly and then burns out so quickly. So, so yeah. even, like, you don't have a chance to, like Star Wars. I saw Star Wars in 77. It was re-released. It it, it played in my theater for a year. Then it got re-released right before Empire. Like, it was a a constant part of my life. I got
2: the bootleg beta that
4: I watched over and over again. uh, Uh, Yeah. yeah, Right. Star Wars Wars
2: was was released in the summer. I remember distinctly seeing it in the month of September, and I sat in the front row of the theater. Oh, yeah. Because I I, Mm -hmm. I got a crick in my neck because I had to look up at it, at the screen. And like like Mike said. It available in the theater,
1: yeah. Well, and like Mike said, no, it was in the theaters for like a year. And I even remember the commercials like, this weekend is the last chance you'll get to see Star Wars. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. No, yeah. and that's the thing. Yeah, we get it. But again, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's it's, Star Wars is its own thing. No one's going to disagree. That's like Babe but, Ruth but, 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 is the greatest. So So that's fine. But again it uh, like you, i just think and i'm i'm done that's that's all i have to say i don't think you have to prove the greatness of star wars anymore i really don't i think and it's, only, I we're I'm saying saying it's
4: it. not only star wars i'm sorry it, i don't think it's only star wars i just think it's that that generation those that generation before right. like right. we appreciated our media more because we had so little yeah. of it and we consumed yeah. it yeah. in different ways it became right. like it was it was a challenge to try and See something again, like like Artie was saying. Yeah, I had to stay home from school to see that Captain America. Like if I missed it, yeah. I wasn't yeah. gonna see it again for God, maybe ever. Yeah, right? yeah like, you were done. Like, right, you were done. Now everything's a throwaway. Like a perfect oh, yeah. example is me and my my son went to see Ready Player One. Right, I we both read the book and I was like, oh, it's a good father and son bonding moment, and we I we, we discussed. Yeah, it, it was good. It was it was fun. It, it was completely different from the book, uh, but still still very good. So, but, like, literally, like, two days later, I was, like, I was, you know, because I guess this is the way I'm built based on, on my my childhood, is I was, like, hey, let's talk about, I, I thought about something about Ready Player One again, and he was over it. Like, it was done. He was the <laughs> he's, 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 yeah. on the He's watching some anime. He, he's binging some anime thing, and he's only concerned about that. Because, sure, they don't have time anymore to, to just, well. To, to think about, some play play their action figures. I I used to love Dukes of Hazard. I had Dukes of Hazard action figures and a little General Lee, yeah. and I even had a little right. Boss Hog. And like, it's not only Star Wars. It's just these things were such an integral part of our life because there was so so little right. of it. But even the cartoons, other thing,
0: mm-hmm.
4: right? Saturday, Saturday is morning. I, you didn't
2: I'm see cut Saturday out. morning. You're dead. Yeah, I'm such a writer at heart that that I need to consume that media in order. Of the story, so yeah. if I'm watching if I'm watching Star Wars, the way I saw it was you know because of, I saw the, the original trilogy when it came out in theaters, and then the prequels and everything else. But you talk to kids nowadays, and they're like, "Yeah, I just saw like you know, um, you know one one of the prequels, type thing." Or you talk to somebody who has not seen any of them, and you're like, "My brain." Cannot comprehend sure. how you do that. How do you go? But that's that's the way the the media is consumed today, and that's the way yeah. the younger generation consumes it. And it really bothers me.
4: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what I'm saying. Franco, somebody in my office, when I'm in my office. Now, there's there's people in my office that are much younger than I am, from a much younger generation. They told me they watched Back to the Future one and three, and I almost bled what? from my eyes. <laughs> I was like, well, hey, that's that's terrible. Terrible. Why didn't you watch
5: did I, I didn't have it, so I just watched the What? Well right. <laughs> you no. know, like when we grew up too, we had we had we had to wait for Star Wars to be on TV and then when it came on VHS we bought that and then there's a special edition, we bought that and so we must sure. have we must I must have we probably all have Star Wars at least on ten different things that we could do. Yeah. We have yeah. VHS tips, yes. we have DVDs yep. Blu rays. And I think that goes to why. Yeah, Yeah. I think like we're so we're so used to buying the same movie over and over and over. And I think that's kind of why I could watch Breaking Bad ten times and not get tired of it because I think I think I'm trained that way because of uh, when we
1: were born and what era we grew up. Where
5: once a movie again
1: that you love, you're gonna watch it again. I I I do think kids have movies now that when they first watch it, and I'm sure I'm sure Oliver's watching the same videos over and over again right now.
3: Yeah.
1: He knows,
3: are you, he are, you the are,
1: are you videos all the time? Back. There you go. Yeah. What
3: do you watch? Well, he watches this cartoon on Nickelodeon called Blaze and the Monster Machines. About Blaze Monster and the Monster Jones. Machines. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, like, yeah, there's nothing like Star Wars. I, I grew up – I was born in 1980, so I grew up in the 80s, 90s. And the closest thing I can remember was when the Tim Burton Batman movie came out, there was like Batman all over the place and you had to go see it opening night. And it lasted pretty long. Like Batman was, he's still popular, but that kind of like was the the big thing. But my generation, the big thing that you couldn't wait for were like video game systems. Like people would line up to get like the newest Nintendo (laughs) thing. Like people would wait at like these stores, Best Buy and, Target and everything at midnight to get, and that's like mm-hmm. when we were in like, you know, teenagers or whatever. Like that, that lasted a while too, where people would do that. You had to get it when it came out. Like you couldn't wait. You had to get it. You
2: know, you know what shocks you about that is that
3: still here. That's
1: what you. That he hasn't gotten up and
3: gotten away, and
1: is yeah, he wasn't right back. I understand. I understand. I left at the
3: beginning. Yeah, you weren't. He'll doing be right like back.
1: A whole hour. Wow. It's so weird because I,
5: I dropped off with video games right after they made Intellivision. Remember Intellivision and ColecoVision? Sure. Oh, you missed it. I saw those, but I didn't really play it. I was playing Pitfall on Atari. And and then I didn't come back until my roommate had Sega, Sega Genesis, and I yep, played a little sure. bit of that. And I, I remember buying an X-Men game with Wolverine and, and Gambit in there and And then he sold the – or then I bought the Sega Genie where I could cheat. So I played that for hours till I beat the game. And then he sold the game, and I had this cartridge that belonged to me, and I never played again. So that's like the last thing I've ever played. So when people talk about video games, I definitely see the difference in when you grew up. Like our thing was – I don't know. I think our thing was action figures – Little Star Wars guys, and, and yeah. just waiting for movies to come out, and then, then there's video games where I never, never really played them, and then like, and, and then the new, the new stuff. Now I, I look at my kids trying to play things. They, they're not into, they're not into action figures too much. And then there's not that time where we sit by the TV and watch, like, you know, Sanford and Sons coming on at seven, so everybody runs to the couch. You know, like, that's Probably not that. how it is anymore. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> does their own thing No, though. no, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know?
5: exactly. There's Absolutely. There's all different generational things, and things just change as the decades go by. Things are different.
3: Yeah, that's why, well, that's you know? like I was crazy. saying, like my generation was like the video game generation, That, but now it's yeah. like really the super video game generation, but they can like... It's all about like online gaming and stuff like that. Like you can get that's, stuff at the snap of a finger. Back back yeah, in the a- early '90s, well, you, you should, still had to like line up at midnight to get Nintendo 64 or like a yeah. Super Nintendo. <laughs> well,
1: and you could also <laughs> yeah, go, in, like, you could so go into you could go into a a chat room or whatever and play. Like I know the a lot of the creators. It wasn't Grand Theft Auto. It was the it was one of the Army games, and I don't know them as well. But I know that uh, Bendis would say literally like six Marvel writers would be on playing whatever first player shooter game that they all played. And really they're breaking stories and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, story ideas for the Marvel comics while they're playing the video game. <laughs> Go ahead, Franco. Sorry. Oh, that's cool. Well, I was going to say, I see, <laughs> I see that what's,
2: what Steve was saying. I see that in, in my son and, and touching on what Art said about, you know, sitting down around watching, I'm um, still that mentality. Like you know, to my
1: Franko, you're you're getting right. kind of wobbly. Your your line yeah, is yeah, really wobbly. Somebody. Really having trouble hearing you. Oh, oh, Can you can you call back in? Seriously. <laughs> well, because honestly, I think you need a fresh kind of connection or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're, I'm losing. i, I can't, you know. He's gone. Thanks, Mike. Because
0: yeah, honestly, us. I didn't want. Franko, you still there home? still or
1: no? Well, I'm gonna hang up on him, and he can go. Re- he can recall. I'm gonna text him that he should recall. Sorry, buddy. Go, go,
4: going after what, uh, building off of what we was saying about video games, though, I think kids today, as much as they play video games and it's their entire lives, they still don't have the same connection to those games that we did when we were kids. Because, mm-hmm. it's rarely, right. like, I know my kids; they could spend three months playing a game, like it's like it's their like it's. Breathing air, like it's their everything, mm-hmm. and then literally the next thing will come up, and it, it, it was like that other game never existed. Like they yeah. have no, yeah. like even if I mentioned I'm like, oh, oh. are you playing, playing that game?" On? No, yep. I don't play that anymore. But for three months, it was your everything. Like, like to me, like the six million dollar man, like he was my everything when I was a kid. And if I think about him now, he's still a part of my soul. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, like I, I'll 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 hear that Steve Austin. You know that that that's that. that song that song and noise in my head and that I'll hear it forever like that. Na, 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 na. Kids just don't have that. They don't have <laughs> that same attachment to anything. Anything. It's yeah, just crazy. That's to me. what I'm
2: saying.
1: That's what I'm saying. Go ahead, Francis. Now we
2: can hear you. I was gonna say that's what I'm saying, but you know, with my son I will ask him I said, Oh let's watch this show together. And he's either <laughs> you know and he and he's seen it on his phone while he was lying down in bed. Mhm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still you're still kinda cutting in and out. Maybe it's where you're walking around or are you walking around or anything, Franco? No. Okay, now it's okay. I don't know, maybe it's the way but you're I holding bought, the phone or whatever. I'm sorry, man. But I you're fine now. This,
5: um, I bought this this Pac Man game that I bought at like Target for ten bucks. Christmas time it was on sale and I plug it in the T V and I play. And it's the actual video game. It's it's the real Pac Man game that we played in the arcade. And I love this thing, and I just keep re- hitting re, you know, I get killed and pre- restart and everything. But I sure. make everyone laugh because as I'm playing it, I'm saying, Come at me, bro, come at me. So I guess that's <laughs> they, they, when I say that, I'm like the official parents say, Look at him being trying to be cool. And then I'll do that, that dap, whatever they were doing, that dap when they're both arms face the one way and you take a dip. I do that, and it makes the kids go, Ew. <laughs> So whatever right, I'm then. doing. So they know that oh, Daddy's playing
1: his his antique games again. <laughs> have you guys have you guys gone to any uh new arcades? I know that like that's uh, I don't know if it's hit Toledo yet. I don't know if the Jamie yeah. Farcade has uh you know found its way Jimmy Farcade. into the uh, so, yeah, exactly, into the Toledo <laughs> Yeah, Electric we have one. Yeah. It's called Reset. Mm. Do they have all Do they have okay. retro games? or Do they have all new? Yep, games? Yep,
3: they have retro arcade games, and it's like a bar and a pizza place all in one. Yeah, yeah, that's like the new I'm, I'm hey, sure thing. Back all in, in
1: my day, we used to call that Dave and Buster's. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, you know I'm kind of I really hate Dave and Buster's because of their Uh-oh. other rules. <laughs> I well, just am like yeah, okay, I you know I get it, but it's like man, you really have to be that douchey that you gotta like post like a I've bunch never of rules. Been like, to one. What are their, their like, rules? I can't even they remember them. They're they're very stupid. Yeah, like behavioral rules, basically. And maybe there's a problem. I I don't I don't know. But yeah, I, uh, isn't we that have just nickels. called humanity, Johnny? You would think. You would th- exactly. I don't know. We didn't need rules at my restaurant. I'm sure you didn't. You guys Tell didn't me. have rules at your family restaurant. But um, depends what kind of rules.
5: You know, you can't be naked. Got, that's a good rule. You
1: know, that's true. That's true. That's, a good, that's a good rule the ruler. Peeing on
2: the floor. That's the rule. I just
1: came to play some galaga while hanging out, if you will, it's ball mm-hmm. free. I like the Jamie Farcade. I'd like to suggest that to the uh, Toledo uh, Chamber. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the joystick have body hair. <laughs> when it when it tilts, it says "clinger." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I, uh, I, yeah, we, we've got a few here in the city. And we have a few in the suburbs, too. We have a place called Nickel City that's in uh, Northbrook, uh, one of the Chicago suburbs. And that has all the old games, and it's a really, really big place. And, man, I was playing Joust and that World War I, uh, like, uh, Snoopy and the Red Baron sort of, like, game where you're in, like, a little biplane with the machine guns and stuff and shooting down Nazis. I like it. I felt like I was uh, were they, fighting were they, they all cost, enemy. like, $5 to play now? No, it's, it's called Nickel City, and so instead of, instead of tokens, they give you literally give you nickels, like bags of nickels, and it's great. No, it's fun as hell. Wow, that's so fun. Yeah, it's great, great for kids' parties. Great for kids' parties. This is stupid. This is an eight-bit game. Shut up.
0: <laughs>
4: well, it's like so. it's like when they go to. Oh yeah, Franco, you see this all the time. My kids are like. I need quarters. What? What are you talking about? And then they run out of
1: quarters, and they're like, well, I still want to play. I don't. I don't get it. Oh, you, yeah. guys, have, you guys have arcade games in uh, in uh, yeah in the Harrison. Yeah, we the have the pinball machines. machines. Yeah. yeah, cool. That's awesome. See, I still have not gone back. Beautiful Harrison, New York. Oh, you're down, oh you beautiful downtown. downtown. Did you, you guys say? And forgive me, Harrison. Did you say who's uh, who's coming Sunday? Did you go down the lineup?
2: No, but I will now. Why not? do it. It's uh it's going to be Walter and It's going to be um
1: uh, Pete Tomasi
2: and it's going to be Jerry Ordway.
1: Excellent. You 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 dropped out for a second, but I know it's it's Walt and Louise Simonson were the first two names that Franco said. Mhm. Yeah. Yes. yes. Spoilers. Yes, uh, we have we have Pete Tomasi
2: and Jerry Ordway. Yeah. And then and then we have a uh, free comic book day. I'll be there for free comic book day. And then uh we have uh, Steve Gallagher, uh and Steve Ellis, and we have T Franklin coming and and Jamar Nichols is coming. And then oh, cool. later on, sometime a few weeks after that, we have uh Scott Snyder and James Tinian coming.
1: Oh nice. Oh. Uh-huh. James Tinney yeah. the fourth. Uh uh-huh. oh. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, oh, oh. I just got back from the club, and they've given me Roman numerals after my name. Oh, oh. Thank you And I love James. Don't get me wrong; he's a good man. Yeah, he's a good oh, man. James is Kid awesome. man. Yeah. He just moved
2: back
4: Excellent. to New
1: York from uh, from the West Coast. Yes.
2: Good man. Oh. Back,
4: uh, back on on the East Coast again.
1: On The, exactly, Coast. the right. Ooh, I did, I, exactly. I didn't say that. No, that's all right. We're not offended. We're in the. We live in the Midwest. We're fine.
0: You know. uh-huh.
1: I was just telling the same thing to Mimsy at the club. Uh huh. <laughs> you sound like Thurston Hall uh-huh. the Third. Exactly. The uh, which oh you know and speaking of like uh, the elites, I just had on Word Balloon Tim Matheson Otter from Animal House, and oh, wow. uh, of course <laughs> Vice Vice President John Hoynes from The West Wing, and. Uh, you know, countless other movies and TV things, things of that nature, and of course, shame on me. The or- the original Johnny Quest from Hanna Barbera, yeah, back in the sixties. Mm. Was he really? I don't think I knew that. He was he was Johnny Quest, and he was Jace Super Space Ghost male sidekick with uh, Jane or Janna. I forget what the girl's what? name was. Jason Janna, yeah, Jason Janna. Yeah, and then Jason G- <clears throat> and then damn, and then um, he was also young Samson. The guy who had the dog that turned into a lion.
5: Yeah, and he had the blue, the blue turban, turban or yeah. a blue, uh, turb. What is that called? Toga. Blue toga. Yes,
1: he had the toga. That's right. Toga. Yeah. So uh, no, it was great. <laughs> he was. Could not have been nicer. Really funny. It had amazing stories about Hanna Barbera animation back in the '60s. I guess they did do that. Like the cast would get together like a radio play. And like and thankfully, like good animation is done now, where they try to do table reads, and everybody's together um I know the simpsons done is done that way, and some other shows are done that way um simpsons. Plus, but yeah, he was cool, and then he also he did movies in the sixties with Henry Fonda and uh lucy Lucille ball oh, wow. ah, and march, please. <laughs>
3: and uh he said
1: he said Lucy was kind of like a sergeant on the they made a movie. It was made before the Brady Bunch. And I had no idea until Tim told me. It was called Yours, Mine, and Ours. And Fonda had. Amazing movie. That's awesome that you know this movie, Mike. uh, Fonda has like nine kids. Lucille Ball has eight kids. They're both widowed and they remarry. Yeah, yeah, they they have 70 kids. It's a real, it's a true story. I had no idea it was a true story. Oh, yeah. "Yeah." He's like, oh, yeah, the Beardsleys were real people. That's the name. That was the name of the family. I'm that like, I had no idea. Was it was they great. That <laughs> too, like ten years ago, I forgot who who was in it, but they remade yeah, it. Yeah, Dennis. I want to say Dennis Quaid, and I forget who else. Yes, yeah, sure, yes, sure he was Dennis, Dennis Quaid. I don't remember. Shannon but, um, but, um, already. I like. Own, there's I like have, yours,
4: Daryl. mine, and ours. I own on DVD. Believe it or not, one of the first That's DVDs awesome. I ever
1: bought. That's fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, God, Tim is really really young because it's only a couple of years after he had done johnny quest and um you know maybe 17 years old or whatever but he said lucy was really like not not in a mean way but he was really she was really like in her voice but just kind of would bark out to the kids like always always like know how to use your props do use them in rehearsal before we start shooting it's gonna save a lot of time and you know she would just kind of yell shit at the kids and they would freak out you know they'd be kind of scared and Henry Fonda was like, okay, Lucy, we, we've got it. Don't worry. Everyone's going to be just fine. <laughs> and, you know, really, he was like the reassuring dad, like, don't worry, kids. I got your back. It's okay. Don't be afraid. I kind of kinda feel like <laughs> how, that's how they were in the movie. Maybe <laughs> it was method acting. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, Van Johnson's in the movie, too. It's crazy. But then he also uh, he had great stories about them and about Jackie. He did, He made a really bad Bob Hope, Jackie Gleason movie. And he said Jackie Gleason was really hilarious. He he had nothing to say about Bob Hope. So I'm like, all right. Hey, how you doing, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen? I'm going to crap all over this kid, uh, Tim Matheson. How you doing? (laughs) Uh, How did Lucy go again? Always play with
2: your props
4: before the rehearsal.
2: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Franco always plays with
4: his props before his rehearsal.
2: I play with my props now, all the time. My props. What's your prop? I got my prop
4: fell off. Oh. I'm sorry to hear that. Pick it Pick up. I lose
2: right no, it again. Yeah. All
4: right, Lucy, don't
2: yell at me, so, man. <clears throat> so one of the things that happened to me at C2E2, can everybody hear me okay? I'm not cutting out, right? Yes.
0: So now you're okay. Yes.
2: One of the things that happened to me at C2E2, I'm sitting there, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, and I get a text on my phone, and it's Leilani, who, who's um, yeah, right. Dan Dion's better half, yeah, and right. it's right. a picture of Dan DiDio at, oh, yeah, Comics in Skokie. It's true. That's wow. awesome. Yes. <laughs> he surprised us by he going took, there
1: when we weren't there. Yeah, he took <laughs> During, a picture with
5: uh, his portrait from surprise. Titan.
1: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's uh, awesome. Uh, uh. He came to my panel that I moderated for Sven And I had no he idea. He's a big fan. But, yeah, he yeah. – um, because – um, I forget if someone had told me or whatever, but I interviewed uh, Rich Coe's Sven Gulli before the con to promote his panel, and um, someone had told me, oh, you know, Dan DiDio did the tour. Maybe it was you, Franco. I can't remember who told me. Yep. Uh-huh. Probably yeah. was you. There you go. So um, so during the panel, I'm, I happened to say, oh, you know, I understand Dan DiDio from DC Comics just took the tour. And, and Sven's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And we had no idea, but Dan was sitting there. Yeah, I'm, I'm right here. Anyone going to introduce me? <laughs> All right. No? Okay, I'll, I'll just Uh-oh. listen. That was good. No, I wish I wish I had known. I totally would have said it, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, right here in the audience, let's say, have a big welcome for uh, Lonnie Anderson, everybody. Let's hear it for her. And both of uh, <laughs> her friends. Oh, I liked it. Both of her friends. <laughs> I'm stuck in Bob Holt mode. <laughs> Hi, ladies and gentlemen. I'm out here in Bizarro World, where a man gets everything wrong, but it's right. Yeah. All right.
2: I like I Bonnie like Anderson. Sistarro, and Olsen, everybody. I like Bonnie Anderson at WKRP
1: in Cincinnati because her hair never moved. It's true. Yes, there's a lot of hairspray. Moved. I bet a lot of flies bounced off of that helmet hair. I was a big uh, <laughs> ping, ping. Jan Smithers, Bailey Quarters fan. Bailey, I like Bailey. Quarter. Yeah, she was hot. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. You know what you know
4: what? he <laughs> thinks about that, that show now is that the on the rare occasion that's shown somewhere or the fact that uh, it's on DVD, it doesn't have the same music. They don't have yeah. – because they never have the quite the oh. music. Yeah, they don't have yeah the it's,
1: really, it's too expensive. Yeah. Well, that's what kept Miami Vice from coming on DVD for a really, really long time because they're like, we can't do it without the music. So they really had to kind of like – Universal had to really – make deals I, I have no idea how they came up with it but finally they did it and it's funny you say that Mike because I think it's coming back to either me tv or antenna tv in uh if it hasn't already started then it's coming back yeah like in the it summer it was on yesterday oh was it there you go yeah but I
5: didn't oh, notice I if sure. the music was on there or not and my wife yeah, was watching
1: it yeah yeah whenever when you know they say- used to go ahead Mike
4: they put like some stock music of some sort. It's not the yep. it's not the actual music that they played in the the '80s that was actual radio radio music. Um, do
1: you guys, re- it's, do, it's do, guys remember the t- do you guys remember the TV show Wise Guy with Ken Wall?
2: Sure, with Ken
4: Wahl. Yeah. Well, it was
1: like yeah, broke, for people hey. who don't know it was kind of like Donny Brasco for television, where he was an undercover. Both of that were uh-huh. uh, Kevin Spacey and Joan Severance got their start? Yes, yeah. yes, that was the second storyline. In the first in the first storyline. He gets really close to this mob boss to the point where they really, you know, kind of feel like they're brothers to each other. And in the in the last episode of that story arc, they get they just beat the hell out of each other and get drunk. And he puts on the uh, jukebox uh, Moody Blues, Nights in White Satin. And it's this really amazing, dramatic scene where you hear the whole song. And um, for the DVDs, they couldn't get the rights. So they put this crappy music on and Ken Wall, the star, did the commentary. And he's, like, actually bummed on the commentary. He's like, oh, man, I mean, I know, I understand. The music probably was really expensive, but, man, I'm really sorry you got to watch it this way. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. <laughs> like, he's just like, yeah, it just undercuts the scene. I mean, the music really was so emotional and, and really helped carry the scene. And to do stock music instead, it's it's disappointing. And I see that all the time now in a bunch of reruns. Not only original hit music but also even when like uh actors will sing songs like the odd couple they they edit a bunch of episodes where felix is singing like popular songs like you know 40s and 50s era songs or even the 20s and they cut those scenes out in some cases Mm. yeah it's weird there was one where oscar and uh Blanche, Brett Summers, another fine uh, female voice. That's so dainty. <laughs> How you doing, Gene? I'm Brett. I'm sitting next to Chuck Nelson Riley. How are you? Yeah. I'm married to Jack. Well. <laughs> they, like, uh, Felix and, uh, Murray the Cop were singing a duet and they cut the scene. Like, you can't, like, if wow. they were off camera, like, they were dancing in, uh, an army barracks, uh, Oscar and his wife, Blanche. Blanche.
3: Wow. And, uh, <laughs> they,
1: exactly. And they, uh,
3: it's you really, know, they were
1: singing. You couldn't hear them singing. So they were just like dancing to really silence. Weird, in, in, in my life, that happens, too. Every time I start to sing, my wife cuts me off. So it's that. There you, you know. go. Well, I, I remember Jesse Blaze uh, Snyder, D. Snyder's son from Twisted Sister. There was an, an episode of American Idol where the judges voted somebody off, or one of those shows. And uh, the audience, like, spontane- spontaneously burst into we're not going to take it. And um, yeah. the uh, yeah, and twisted sister contacted Fox, and they're like, "Yeah, you owe us a check." And it's like, "All right, <laughs>
0: well, they, well, paid. Well,
1: hey. they paid." Nah, uh-huh. so crazy. at least five
4: bucks,
1: hey, right? something <laughs> like that. Like yeah, at least five bucks. Five hey, going hours. back to
4: C2E2 stories, I, I got a, yeah. I got a, a quick thing about C2E2. You know what I got to do at C2E2? The real of a lifetime. I got to Talk. hold an Action Comics number one. Oh, I, uh, uh, I saw that. I saw I saw the photo. I yeah, hold, I got to hold it in my hands. Uh, uh Vincent from uh, Metropolis Comics. He let me hold it, and it was. I I was literally teary-eyed. Like I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> the bet. pictures. Like I was uh-huh. smiling so hard, you could have hit me in the face with a bat. I could have. I, you couldn't have got rid of my smile. I was so happy. Yeah, like. coming <laughs> That's Go ahead. Cool. Keep going, Mike. But what was what was interesting <laughs> is I'm standing there. I'm holding it. I'm, I'm I'm about to. I didn't I didn't take the picture yet. I'm about to take the picture. And somebody somebody goes, "Hey, be careful with that. That's mine." And I, I'm like, I, I turn to look who it is and it, it's it's Steve Geppy.
0: Wow. Son, and his
4: son. <laughs> and his son. He's like, and Vince. Vince is like, no. He goes. It used to be yours. He goes. That <laughs> yes, used to be mine, <laughs> but, it's, but he, I'll get it back someday. He's like, it's not mine now, but I'll get it back someday. And I was wow. like, oh, wow. So uh, Vincent used to, then I took, I took going, the picture, like, he's like, be careful. He's like, be careful. Don't drop it. That's, I'm going to buy that back.
1: And I'm like, okay. <laughs> wow. well. was it in Was it in, a, like, a hard case? Oh, I mean, yeah. how was it?
4: It's one of the... It was uh, CGC. It's one of the highest-graded CGC action
1: comics, 8.5. It was
4: gorgeous. Wow. Wow. Gorgeous. Yeah.
1: Insane. Um, I was going to say, Vincent used to host uh, a comic book. I don't know if you'd call it a podcast, because I think it was streaming. I don't think you could even download episodes. I think you had to play them on the site to listen to them. At least that's how I recorded them. I didn't see any way to download them. And this is... Maybe 10, you know, like 10 years ago, I think when I was just starting Word Balloon, and maybe he had been doing it maybe a couple years earlier. Um, And he, I mean, he would, it was weird because he was on a phone line, uh, sadly, like, kind of like this conference call. He was on a phone line. uh, (laughs) Everybody else was on a phone line as well. And, um, but he had like, God, he had Steranko. He had, you know, uh, everyone, great silver and bronze age creators. And, and yeah, so I, I, um, I'm going to have to remember at a convention, Mike, like either New York or Chicago, if he's there, to uh, have you point him out to me. Or, or you know, I'll certainly look for a Metropolis. It's Metro- What's the name of his auction house? Metropolis
6: uh, Comics and Collectibles, I think it's called.
1: That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to I'm gonna have to make sure that if he's there, because I really want to meet him. And also, like, find out why he stopped doing the show, because it was great. I mean, honestly, because, like you said, he knew everybody. Wonderful conversation. He knows everybody, and
4: he's he's probably more knowledgeable about the comic industry than, than 99.9% of the people. In the sure. He knows
1: everything. Oh, no, I It was, a, it was very
4: good. Yeah, it was, it
1: was very good.
4: Very And, good. He, and he honored be by very letting good. me hold an Action Comics number one, which is a, a gift I will never forget.
1: Three of the right, people on this podcast cool. are... Yeah, I was going to say, three people in, in this podcast have uh, been able to yeah. uh, stand next yeah. to an Action Comics, if not hold it. Yeah, so we were no, at, we uh, had, yeah. at the museum. Barn, yeah. awesome. Did you play you catch got play with,
2: with it? Yeah, we did. I, I got to meet Steve Jeffy actually at the at the at t 2 e one night at the bar. We were there for the Retailer Summit the day before, and he was just sitting at the bar, and uh, I was like, "Oh wow!" So that was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. He,
1: he yeah, that was at a, a one party at San Diego, right, guys? That you held the Action Comics. It was at New York at the. Uh, oh. The Disney Archive Library had
0: it. We we, we looked at Archive,
5: all the yeah. books. Yeah, the D C archives, yeah.
0: And well, to take uh, pictures we walked in the
5: border Brothers party in San and, Diego but then we got to hold it in New York. Yeah, wow, and the guy wow. who ran the, the guy who runs the uh who used to run the library in New York is one of the writers I worked on with the super pet books. So and he wrote he wrote a lot of those new ones I did with the Secret Origins. Steve Cortez, Demon. So we went there, and and it's like visiting an old friend. It's like, what do you do for, during the day? And he's looking around, and he said, Is there any book you want to see in particular? And I said, Yes, can we see Action Comics number one? And he says, Yeah, you can see it and you can hold it. I'm like, What? And so wow. <laughs> that was, we were crying before we even saw the book, just knowing yeah. that
4: you're going to be able to hold it.
5: So I understand how it feels. <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> it's like cool. right?
4: It's like, oh my god, I can't, I can't believe I'm holding a piece of history yeah. in my hand.
1: You know, it's yeah, amazing it's the stuff. Such, go ahead, Artie.
5: Oh, i was saying, and it's so cool. And, and ours, the one we had, was also in like five inches of mylar,
1: clear plastic, like yeah. in a
5: brick. Right, here you sure. go. It's in a. There's Ooh. no way if you drop the thing, and it's, it's not going to damage the book. It was so That's good. thick, but that too the biggest smile and um you're smiling for three days later you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i still have that that picture makes the rotation in my kitchen digital frame of it once in a while so yeah Yeah. that's such a thrill i think i looked uh, at that
4: picture every day at least once a day since c2e2 (laughs) i've looked at that picture at least one time (laughs) of <laughs> you, <I'm laughs> me, <I'm> and <laughs> Action Comics. Like, it's like, oh my god! You got to
5: crop, crop it closer. Make a copy and crop it closer, so it's just you and the, you and the pic, you and the comic, and nothing else. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: <laughs> There's uh, the new hardcover cool. that celebrates the 80 years of Action Comics. Um, one of the stories that they collected was an unpublished 12 page Superman story from the 40s that Jerry Siegel originally. No, excuse me that's too well there's there's that one there's one that um no, I take that i well no I'm confused, but I guess it was an unpublished twelve page story that they put in the book and it's still black and white because they never colored it, so it's just the original oh, cool. they 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 took pictures of the original pages and it was written by Siegel and the schuster studio um drew it 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 wasn't jerry but um yeah it's funny they um Marv Wolfman was talking Marv about Wolfman, that. In,
4: the Marv Wolfman pages, right?
1: Yep, yep. So, yeah, Wolfman was telling this. Well, and I'm confused because he also said that there was four pages and th- that Superman wasn't even in them, but there were four pages that he thought might have, of Kurt Swanart, that he thought might have been Ooh. like a writer's test at D.C. back in the Silver Age. And I know he, they asked him to write a Superman story based on those four pages and so he he took those and and kind of came up with an original story using the art. Oh
0: wow. So
1: I haven't I haven't looked at it yet. I got I got my hardback uh of action yesterday um in the mail cuz I pre-ordered it from Amazon. And um
5: yeah, not to hurt I, uh,
1: I saw that the different inkers inking over him. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, inking it's cool. over I, story. Yeah. I, so yeah, I love that. and yeah, I, I they were talking about like uh, who did it and they were able to Paul Levitz was able to track down um, who like originally I, or I think that unpublished 12 page story uh, he fig- they figured out who the artists were and stuff because they could track through the billing because DC holds on to all the billing that's how they got that one invoice saying how little she- Siegel and Schuster got for selling Superman to national mm. comics you know and everything $100, $190 or whatever so just insane. It's, it's crazy, all the stuff. And my point was, yeah, it's crazy, all the stuff that really is in the DC yeah. archives and how to what detail and yeah. everything. It's pretty crazy. Crazy. Hey, I got you another c 2 e 2 you know, Here's another yeah, story on. you may not know from Mike Nagin.
4: <laughs> well, me me and my son, Michael, we... we one of the, the few shows that we actually watch together or the only show we actually watch together is uh, Legends of Tomorrow we, he likes it i like it we uh, it's a good show it's and wacky it is it's, good, yeah, fun. it's, fun. it's, a, it's a, yeah it's a fun show yeah. so uh, so three cast members from from Legends of Tomorrow were
2: at at T2E2 Katie Lots
4: uh, Dominic Purcell shout out to oh, I wanted Brick. to
2: see her i forget yeah i just never got a chance to go over and um, who was the
4: third one Brandon you said now. Katie
1: Lots Dominic Purcell and who else
4: and and Brandon Routh. Oh, so,
1: cool! Yeah, of course, oh,
4: cool. So me and Michael, we were the we, we went kind of backstage right before the photo op started, so that we can just kind of meet them real quick. Because uh, I, I I bought a photo op. I'm I'm am I'm a good guy. I bought a photo op. I contribute to my own show. <laughs> so we but uh, <laughs> so we, we got to go in a little bit of pants, and we're just kind of standing there waiting. And I was kind of like, "Can, can we go over and talk to them?" And, and the agent was like, "Yeah, go talk to them." So we went over and we were talking to all three of them and my son was having the time of his life and it was just really cool just 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 getting five minutes with him. we really had like five minutes with him, which was nice. Um That's awesome. But at one point but at one point I go up to Brandon Routh and which I'm just talking to him directly, I'm like, Listen, I'm a big fan and there's oh you like I'm glad you like the show. I'm like, Yeah, I love the show, don't get me wrong. I go, But I really love your Superman and then I I, I take my My wrist out, and I I don't know if you guys ever see it, but I wear that Superman uh, bracelet at all times, and Mm -hmm. it has a Superman symbol. It's silver, so I take, I I show it to him, and and the dude literally smiles so hard, and all of a sudden he he like turns into Superman. He because he has like a little, he's tall, he has like a little bit of a hunch, but all of a sudden he kind of straightens up and he does that same pose (laughs) that he did in the like like he was so happy that I brought up Superman, and I was (laughs) like, I really love your Superman. I go, you know. I go, the Donner films are some of my favorites, but I said, I loved your, your portrayal of Superman. And one of my favorites... Yeah, he was great. ...of yeah. all time yeah. is, is the airplane scene in, Super, in Superman Returns.
1: And he's like, thank you
4: so much, and you're shaking my hand. Like, he was so excited about it. And he kind of took on that persona <laughs> for, for, for just like a minute. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. It
1: Absolutely, was, man. That's awesome. Yeah. You know who created... I always have to point it out when people bring up that scene, because it is probably the best scene in Superman Returns. You know who Definitely. came up with mm-hmm. that? It wasn't Brian Singer. No, who wasn't? Gabriel Hardman. Because, yeah, the that's right. Story. Story. I knew that. Story yep, he, yep. Singer, Singer came to him and said, I need Superman doing something spectacular for the first act. Can you come up with something? And he remembered mm-hmm. from the Burn Man of Steel miniseries and said, We should have him so- save like kind of a, a shuttle that has passengers on it and stuff. And Lois should be on the shuttle. And and he's like, ah. that sounds great. And he mapped it all out, and he drew it all up and everything. And, yeah, that was all Gabe. So I literally, every time, you know, someone brings up that movie and that scene, or when Gabe's on the podcast, should Superman come up? I'm always like, and by the way, it's the best part of <laughs> Superman Returns. We're talking to the guy who created it <laughs> because it's true. It's cool. So way to go, uh, the Gabe. Next I,
4: the next time I see her. Hardman, i got to talk to little about that. Like, I never knew yeah, that. Man. That's
1: awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. And I agree with you. It's it's just like the Bond, the various actors that have played James Bond. Um, there, there's not a bad James Bond actor. Even George Lazenby. I will argue that James George Lazenby is a mm-hmm. decent Bond. It was always the scripts that, that let them down. And I think that's the right. case in Super- and Returns. Because, no, you're right. And that is such a great scene. And when it lands in the ballpark... And that's everyone's funny. going nuts, yeah. and he's on diamond vision and everything. It's like, yeah, that's Superman. That's exact, that's the best <laughs> Superman scene of them. I, the, did, the I really like steps, him the Superman.
4: moment when he steps on the plane and he looks at Lois Lane, and he's just like, "Are you okay?" Like that scene yep. drives mm-hmm. me crazy every time. I was like, that's Superman and Lois right
2: there. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
4: And then, Not of course, he goes problem. into the we whole
1: to. Don't worry about flying on planes. It's still the safest way to travel. <laughs> I love when he goes into his speech. Right, uh, I mean, he so really, he mm-hmm. embodied Superman. What were you going to say, Francis?
2: Yeah, he so said I loved him as Superman. I thought he, he was really great. I got to tell him when, when, uh, when I met him. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. he, just, he takes such pride in it. You know, and it's too bad that he wasn't able to do it, you know, for, for a couple of other movies.
5: Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did him good, I think. Yeah. And he's a
2: great I was actor.
1: I'm very happy with his Superman, too. Mm-hmm. And he was great
5: like, on Chuck. Was uh, that Chuck? Oh, yeah, he was like That's Chuck. right. That was a great show.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Chuck's Chuck amazing. the
0: world
4: too. That, too.
5: Speaking Chuck's of Chuck... Chuck's on me, Shazam. Bum, 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 bum.
4: Speaking of Zach Levi, <laughs> what does everyone th- think of these shots we're seeing out of the new uh, Shazam movie, Captain Marvel? Like, yeah. i cool with it. I'm, I'm
5: okay with him. Yeah, he looks good. He looks like him.
4: I, I look at it and I'm like, I don't know. This could this could be. Like the costume just looks too kemonided. Like it's, like, it's like too over the top. Like his head looks almost too small. Like he's like from Beetlejuice. Like it just doesn't seem Funny. like on that body <laughs> in that costume.
3: Funny. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like really silly and cartoony.
2: Well, we but also, I, time,
1: yeah.
3: And
2: I just saw a new shot with the cape was much longer than we thought it was.
1: Interesting. Right. Does it have? Does it have the hood the way that they've been portraying? Yeah, I'm gonna kill Captain Marvel because I I, I really I get it and I understand why they're calling him Shazam. Fine, whatever. Uh, but uh, I, I you got to remember too though if you go back to Wiz Comics number two, uh, the the debut of Captain Marvel, he was thinner and didn't have the same body type like Superman. It was a th- in fact as I'm sure you guys know. He was modeled after Fred McMurray from yeah. uh, all, yeah. all the Disney movies from and, of course, My Three Sons.
4: My Three Sons.
1: Yeah. Oh, Chipper, I, I have <laughs> to uh, say the magic word and stop Dr. Savannah. Gee, Dad, I suppose.
6: <laughs> nah, come on, Steve. I got to eye on your cape.
1: All right, Charlie, calm down. <laughs> I love that. Three three kids and the angry uh, grandpa and or angry uncle. Nah.
4: I just finish, yeah. <laughs> I can eat if I have to reheat them. Yeah. I met yeah. the Livingston brothers. One of, one of the first celebrities I ever met in my, my life were the Livingston brothers. Back in Dan the show America. in like 1990 or something like that. That's the awesome. Autographing show, cool. which they actually didn't charge for autographs or photos, if I remember correctly. Like you just walked up uh, and was like, "Hey, can I get a picture?" Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Uh, of it's cool. crazy. Yeah. They were real. They were real brothers in real life. And then on the show uh Ernie was an adopted brother actually that right. like he was he was an orphan kid that like chip became friends with and kind of convinced uh well yeah. all right let's <laughs> let's adopt him okay <laughs> I'm a big my three sons fan it's horrible now you can't it's hard to watch you should bring a hammer if you gotta watch it although worse uh. than worse than my three sons family affair uncle bill. Oh. Uh. Uh, I, by the way, another Lucille voice, uh Lucille Ball voice, Brian Keith. How you doing, Jody? How you doing, Buffy? Mister French. Hardcastle <laughs> and McCormick didn't he commit suicide? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. He got cancer and he didn't uh, want to face, you know, dying painfully and everything. So he killed himself. Yeah, Brian Keith.
4: Hardcastle right. and McCormick.
1: Ooh. I love that show. That was a great show. Ooh. Sure. <laughs> That's like also another fine show from that era. Jake and the Fat Man. And I always loved Norm Norm MacDonald when he's like, hey, uh, what's his name, Conrad. William Conrad, good news, I got you in a series. It's called Jake and the Fat Man. Your part, I'll give you a hint. You're not Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Do
2: you remember the actor
1: who was Jake? Do you remember his
2: name? No. Was that Joe Penny? Joe Penny. Joe Joe Penny was on the he was on Riptide.
4: Riptide.
1: He was on Riptide too. Yeah. I didn't remember him on Riptide. I remember him on The Sopranos. That's hilarious. Riptide. Oof.
4: Riptide was also a good show.
1: Riptide, Riptide was, was like on. Riptide ahead, was
4: on after Miami Vice.
1: That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember mm-hmm. The Simpsons doing Nightboat, and I always thought Nightboat was like Riptide. Oh. <laughs> Nightboat. Night Do not disrespect Nightboat. Good stuff. So
4: <laughs> I have a question for you. I have a question. I've told my some of my C2E2 stories. You guys haven't really given me anything really great C2E2-wise. Come on, you got to have some great c 2 e 2 I did. Mm, I told yeah. you,
1: Mark, I, I hung out with Mark Miller. It was fantastic. No, I know.
4: Johnny, you gave me yours, but the, but, but the other guys are slacking on their C2E2 Thanks, uh, I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you nothing,
2: nothing spectacular because it was so busy. I didn't move more than 10 feet away from my table at any given time. Yeah,
3: that's kind of true, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Things. I There's got a lot of fan some... art for wrapped up, fan art for kids like Wrapped Up. They get, they brought it to me. Chicago people Oh, like. that's
1: great. That, yes, your, your yeah. Action Lab book with Shite wrapped up, everybody. Yeah. Years uh, today. Lion Forge, Lion Forge book.
3: Pardon me, sorry, Lion Forge, my apologies. Action Lab is Spot and Sammy, mm-hmm. by the way but that's okay. Hey,
1: man.
3: I'm Sammy the Squirrel. Hey man.
1: man. Sammy. You
3: know, Thank I was Cthulhu in an elevator Junior. and a
1: kid tackled me in Atlantic City. Kachon.
3: Yeah, but I had Cthulhu <laughs> Jr. with Dirk uh, Manning and that sold really well, too. That was the debut wow. of that one. So it was a good uh, book, book show for me. A lot of books went off the table. Nice. Hey, that's all I got.
4: Do you remember? Do you remember I swung by your table and I brought two of those Dirk Lee Cthulhu books and I was like, oh, can you sign these for me? One's, yeah. one's for my wife, Dirk had given to me. one was for my wife and one was for me. I came home with it and my wife goes, Alright give them to me. I go, well, one of these is mine. She goes, no, it's not. I go, what do you mean it's not? <laughs> she goes, oh, Dirk gave that to to Alex, Alex, Alexandra. That's my my daughter. She's like, that's for her. I was like, but, but then I didn't get one. She's like, oh well. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow! wow, that's rough. Yeah, he I'll said, give
0: you one.
5: Amen.
1: <laughs> do, by the way, amen. Scoot uh, right, exactly. drew
5: for
0: me.
1: Scoot drew for me in an awesome because I saw him at New York do a Rick and Morty and um, for for a commission. And I wasn't into Rick and Morty until later that month. I was uh, not to name drop, but I was talking to Dan Slott, and Dan's like, "We uh, yeah. were talking about the Orb." and the interplanetary zoo episode that reminded me of that great twilight zone episode <laughs> with Roddy McDowell. And, uh, he's like, Oh man, you know, yeah, it was okay on the Orville, but man, Rick and Morty totally nailed it. And they did it in like a three minute scene. And I'm like, you know, I haven't watched Rick and Morty. Yet. He's like, Josh, you would love Rick and Morty. You love back to the future. I'm like, yes, I do. And he goes, then you would love Rick and Morty. So I immediately started watching it, immediately got enthralled. So uh, We've Scoot and I have been laughing about episodes for months, and we really like uh, Scary Terry, which is the Freddy Krueger character that has uh, kitchen knives for uh, fingers. And yeah, he's it's, great. It's, <laughs> he's awesome. So Scoot drew me in this in the uh, Rick's uh, spaceship with Morty being chased by Scary Terry, and my butt's hanging out. and You can see my butt crack, and I, I'm like, don't make it too. Bad. <laughs>
3: I'm like, I kind of bumped this up early. I'm like, so don't like
4: business it. as usual now.
3: And exactly. he's dropping his key card from uh, the Hyatt. He's losing his key <laughs> card.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's great. And I uh, I
3: showed it to people at work. I
1: I, I took a picture of it on my uh, iPhone, and I showed it to friends and at work, and they were crying. They were laughing. They're like, "That's fantastic." I'm like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna, I'm, that'll be great."
3: So the the butt crack kind of puts it over the top. It makes it funny <laughs> for everyone. So if That's you never true. saw the show, you'll still laugh at the butt crack.
1: My plumber's butt. And, of course, I'm yelling. Craig. That's my way. I'm not scared of him at all. I'm just like, shut up. Yeah, off, he's mad. The
3: he's angry. Screaming.
1: <laughs> yep.
3: All right. What's your story, Artie? I'm trying to think. I, I,
5: this this year, it was pretty tame. I was hitting my table and set. And then I got up when it was over. So <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were so busy. Yeah, we were so busy. We missed oh. a few of our signings and panels. That was what you Pretty good.
4: I'm going to talk to the show. <laughs> <Yeah. manager laughs> at one at one point, that, not let these guys in. They keep missing that panel.
2: Yeah, <laughs> hey it was, guys, we did we so uh, Yeah, it was this, 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 on on Friday or Saturday. I forget. And uh, I said, "Oh crap!" I said, "Party, don't don't we have a signing?" And he goes, "Yeah, we have to be there at one o'clock." And I look at my watch, and I'm like, "Dude, it's 3.30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess <laughs> I guess
1: we missed that signing.
2: <laughs> oh, <How laughs> Jack. Exact- well, guys, guys,
1: we have a caller. Let's let's talk to the caller for a second. Really? Is the caller there? Oh,
2: add more people. That's awesome. Wait, wait. Can you guys hear me right now?
1: Yes, we can. You we, yeah. we said call yeah. in and, and you it see you on like the air. Spidey. Is this Spider Man? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm
6: sorry to interrupt. This is Skokie Spidey. Oh, hey. that's <laughs> Welcome
1: <folks laughs> to the podcast, Skokie
6: Spidey. Good to
2: hear from you. Man. Oh yeah, Skokie
6: Spidey. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize that, that to... voice. <laughs> I was just hitting buttons, and all of a sudden I'm hearing you guys talking. I didn't know you were live. How about that? Wow.
2: But, we're on the air.
1: So, yeah, we could I'm get it. How was your C2E2, Skokie Spidey?
6: My C2E2 was delightful. I got to meet um, the fellow known as
1: Pants.
4: Was <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. he an autograph? I,
6: I didn't he, get his uh, autograph, but I... I did get to meet him, and I got to hear him talk. And uh, he's
1: a really nice guy. He's a sweetheart. He's he's one of our favorite people. But he does have the voice of a Muppet, just naturally. I uh, like going to (laughs) cons and talking to the guys. And uh, no, that's uh, pants. Uh, (laughs) He's a good man. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I like him. Did you buy any uh, original? That's cool.
6: No, I didn't buy any original art this time. My uh, my my collection is complete, I think, for a while.
1: Excellent. But I did. You can I describe go, I went your... to a... Uh, my collection? Yeah, I was going to say, describe, describe what you like to commission. Because now, of course, it's become even more, like, racy, given uh, today's headlines. I'll tell you
6: what. Yeah, I had no idea what was going to come of that whole deal. But I'll explain for the listeners about my collection. <laughs> Uh, a few years ago, I was at a uh, Wizard World convention, and I saw that Art and Franco were doing sketches. And a friend of mine said, "Hey, you should go get a sketch from these guys. They're they're really nice, and uh, they'll do a sketch for you." I'm like, "Nah, no, you know, I, that, that's all right. You guys go." And then I thought, "Well, wait a minute. All right, I have an idea." And I went over to Art, and I said, "Hey, uh, would you would you be kind enough to draw me a uh, two headed person?" One head is the head of Don Knotts, and the other is the head of Bill Cosby. Yeah. And he kindly, he kindly oh, drew that for me. And that was the beginning. yeah. I said, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, you said oh yeah, man. And uh, you <laughs> named it. You named it Mister Furley Huxtable.
0: <laughs> it was good.
6: It was real good. And, and you <laughs> decided to go. With, you could have picked any Don Knotts you wanted, but you decided to go with the Mister Furley Don
1: Knotts. Because that's the best mm-hmm. Don Knotts. no. So no, no, that was the no. start. Barney, like, this is the best Don Knotts. Who are you telling? Mm-hmm. You're nuts. Because uh, they were. <laughs> yeah, because he
5: was. Uh, they were both in in Doctor Huxable's sweater. I remember that right. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sharing sharing a little wool with uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so that was hey, know, Andy! Funny. His original, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Bill Cosby's first sitcom, After I Spy, where he was the gym teacher, Mr. Kincaid, there was an episode Uh-oh. of that where, where Don Knotts was a guest star. Oh, how you doing, Mr. Kincaid? <laughs> I'm here to fix your telephone. How you doing? Hey, man, pretty
6: <laughs> cool. Good to see you. Come on in, man. Let's share a sweater. Yay!
0: That's
6: right. And <laughs> the yep. mission, well,
5: Julie, get the pugs. <laughs> so that Mike was
0: Norton. it. That was,
5: that was the, cool. <laughs> the Mike Norton moment.
6: Wow, I was I I was present for a live Mike Norton moment. How about that? That's there you right go.
5: go. I think that <laughs> I think that, that Bill Cosby sketches the first time we met, too. Right? I think that, that, is, that is the first the time we
4: met. touched again. And then,
5: and then our paths <laughs> will cross later with when you donned on the Spidey suit
1: and showed up. That's correct. I-Yak comics. Yes, when, for <laughs> listeners, when you come to Ayak Comics and we have an event and you see Spider-Man uh, lurking around, it is Skokie Spidey in the in the outfit and he fits the suit well. I've got a great picture that when I eventually do the Word Balloon book will be probably on the back of the mm-hmm. cover of me interviewing Skokie Spidey in character. So we're right in front yeah. of Ayak Comics. We're having I-, a- I like that a- he's on the yeah.
2: podcast yeah, I like that he's on the podcast now and you can't see him because his secret identity is still intact. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i heard of they'll,
1: they'll never know. Camp they'll
2: Boso. never find Camposo. Is that how you say, that how I say your last
1: name? Camposo.
5: Yeah.
2: It's
6: close. It's a, it's I'm a not really revealed. Long, it's a long Italian last name. It's, it's uh Campobasso. That's it.
2: Yeah, that's
0: because I'm not,
5: I'm not. looking at anything right now. I'm not reading it as I'm going from Now memory. we're going to have to call on famous a famous actor. actor. That's right. have yeah. their voice Voice <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah.
6: Yeah. I'll tell you guys. I'm a. I'm a friend of the pod. I love the pod. Oh well,
1: yeah <laughs> you. Awesome. like That's awesome.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm look glad look to be
1: here. Do you like I, uh,
4: the pod better with or without Mighty Mike Nagin? Just asking. That's I, li- I like
6: it. I like it with Mighty Mike Nagin. Mighty yeah. Mike
4: Nagin. I didn't get a
6: chance to meet you, but I I saw you come. You were whipping around. You're a busy guy at that C2E2. I'll tell you what. Yeah,
1: man. I get, I get around. I get
4: around. He's PT Barnum. Me from my nap. Yeah, man. I, I I actually wore a top hat this this year. No joke. I wore a top
1: hat. I oh. believe I saw you with the top hat, Mike. Absolutely. Yeah, we. We did opening ceremonies
4: every day where we had a ribbon and we brought a kid out from the crowd and uh, we had a big giant pair oh. of scissors. I put on my top hat and and we cut the ribbon to open open up the show. It
1: was a lot of fun. Oh, cool. Who's who's the new artist Alley Mike? Mike Miller
4: is the the new Mike artist Alley okay. person.
1: Yes, yes, he uh, he has fabulous sideburns that would be welcomed at any NASCAR uh, pit crew, I believe. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Uh, that is- <laughs> Oh, no, you. No,
1: yeah. Or you could put him in like yeah, a Porter Wagner. A car. You could look, you could put him in a Porter <laughs> Wagner suit, and he could open at the Grand Old Opry as well.
0: <laughs> and
1: I mean that. And I mean that. Well, no, man, he's 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 making a statement with his sideburns, and I'm paying attention. They're awesome.
5: See, I, I picture does. him with, with. I picture him with a top hat on a carriage with horses, like uh, like like strolling you know. lovers through 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 New York City. I like thought
4: gonna say, oh. you
1: were going to say, sit the rest I the The Gotham by that. Gaslight. Exactly yeah. I'll, I'll be yeah, right back. Should... Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Oh. <laughs> just
6: an, re... he, he just did an I'll be right back. <laughs>
1: Sir, yeah, So
4: got Spidey, yeah. I, got a, I got a question for Skokie Spidey. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: What was your What was your favorite part of the show?
1: C2E2.
4: I, I have a
6: couple favorites. I always like going through Artist Alley. That's, that's my favorite place to go. And I like it because it's getting bigger every year. There's so much stuff to see there. So that's one of my favorite stops. I also really enjoyed the Sven Gulli panel. I went and saw Johnny do that, moderate that one. I got to ask uh, Rich Coe's a question about the Three Stooges. So that was fun, too. But oh. I'll tell you what, Mike. All, all around, like that, it's, it's a great show. It's a, it's a lot of fun and I hear a lot of good things about it. So I uh, I know, Mike, you ran the Artist Alley for a while. Are you, you have a bigger hand in things these days, don't you?
4: I do, yeah. I ran Artist Alley for, for New York and, and C2E2 for seven years, and then I you know in the last year I've become the event manager for c 2 e Yeah, he I, runs the whole yeah. Stream, the whole shebang. And while I Holy love doing t- it, I love, love doing it. Uh, it's an absolutely uh, dream job. I, I loved it. Artist Alley. I loved working in Artist Alley. I loved all the creators. I loved all the fans. I'm a comic guy. I'm an art guy. Uh, that was my home. Those people in my family always will be. Like so. So I. I to me, like comics are will always be the heart of the show. Like that's the most important thing to me. And Artist Alley to me is the heart of heart of the show. Like you know, everything Very else cool. has to exist. I, I love all the other stuff. I love the cosplay. I love the anime. I love the autograph stuff. But. But the heart and soul of any show to me is, is the creators and the, and the artist alley. So I'm glad to like oh, you like
1: it. Oh yeah, I just sure so did. you guys. know, we've got uh, we've got 20 minutes left on the stream. So oh, uh, we, we don't have to use all of it, but I just want to let you guys know that I uh, put this up for uh, three hours of uh, the conference call, and we got can 20 we minutes now? left. Don't cross can the streams. stream. If if you guys are tired, we can end it now. <laughs> I you know whatever whatever you guys want to do is there.
3: Is there I more to go talk for about? another
1: thirty-five minutes? I could easily see, go for twenty-one minutes. Exactly. So. <laughs> nice. oh, wasn't
4: talking
1: about the pod? No, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, I. Oh, I see. Um, oh, I'll give him another plug. I uh, I just had Paul. I interviewed Paul Cornell yesterday for Word Balloon, and uh, we had a great talk Hello, about. Hello. Hello. And uh, oh, some now, other things. Yep. And then also, uh, coming on that same episode of Board Below Franco and Sarah Richard, uh the uh, fine duo behind the owl, the ghost from Action Lab. That's a true story. True story. And uh, we had a delightful conversation and uh Franco behaved himself and didn't uh didn't sass me. And uh and we let Sarah really talk because you know, she she's a newbie and we wanted to get her on.
2: We were on nice. the we were on the real podcast, Johnny. I couldn't I couldn't
1: do what we do here. Come on, say yeah. I couldn't couldn't mess around. Now. Exactly, <laughs> but uh, no, I it was thought was good. You're you
4: no matter what. I thought you're always on. I thought that was the case. What happened? He so, did. Yeah, I was. You yeah, got to listen to it. Yeah, if see.
1: if we've never promoted it, <laughs> Franco did a great interview with Greg Schigel on his podcast called Stuff Said that seems to be on hiatus. I don't think he's released a new episode since the fall. But uh, Shegal really had a great conversation with Franco and really got into Franco's whole backstory and his years of struggle before, uh, you know, getting together with Artie and, and his, uh, his, his mm-hmm. slow rise to his current stature today. But no, it's a, it's a really good conversation and it's funny, but he, you know, he, he you know, gave Schigel the same courtesy that he gives me when he's on Word Balloon and he's talking, talking normal. Cool. Talking uh-huh. with
4: him. Mm-hmm. I'll, have, I'll, have to, I'll have to give it a listen.
1: And I I really recommend it to all oh, yeah listeners and stuff. Or you we should we should talk put to a on link. Sunday. What's that? Or you could talk to him on Sunday, exactly at the signing. Right.
4: I could talk to him. You, you could you could tell me the whole story. I think I've
1: heard most of it. Yeah. but you could tell me again. It's true. It's very true. Is she going to come Sunday? Is <laughs> a uh, local guy? <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. I was, well, okay. Nice. Tough
2: He's Spidey Hey I still there
1: i
0: like
2: Skokie did you uh, Spidey. did you cosplay in c two e two l i did not
6: i i i was i just came as myself although I nope. did take a picture with a costumed
3: spider man nice that's that's not entirely nice. true Skokie Spidey you did cosplay as me for about an hour
6: that's, true. Houston, at the that's table.
3: true yeah he watched my table and even sold stuff at my table for me.
6: <laughs> That's your
3: story. Because I had to go. I had to go to a panel, and I couldn't find anyone. And Skooky Spidey's like, "I'll watch your table." I'm like, all right, man.
6: Absolutely, yeah. he said, "I'll be, be some right." Sketches. So yeah, I, was, be I was, I was ask
3: you. All
6: right,
3: When I got I did, back, I... everyone wanted pictures of Bill Cosby and Don <laughs> <laughs> <Mom! I>, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you Knotts.
6: That, that, that became a collection. <laughs> first one from art you know don Knotts and bill cosby on the same body i started going to other mm-hmm. artists and asking for that same concept i would go to artists and say mm-hmm. Here, would you, could you draw don Knotts and bill cosby on the same body in your own style and they all did a different thing i got uh ryan brown did one for <laughs> me um uh this other artist name's uh i think Ro- rochelle rosenberg she did one for mm-hmm. me and a whole bunch of people i got about cool. 15 of these well, well
4: they're, all, until, uh, they're all Don Knotts, Bill Cosby. It's not like you know Jim Neighbors and Jamie Farr. Like they're all
1: Bill, Bill Cosby. Oh, and hey. hi, Klinger. How you doing? We're in the army together. Hey, Gomer. <laughs> I'll meet you back by the supply tent. <laughs> that would have been good I, too. <laughs>
4: hey, Johnny. I just want to let you know I lobbed that one to you. I did that on purpose. Thank you, buddy. You're a good, man. Me. You're a good. Man.
1: Want to you make, make a movie money? with Bert Reynolds
4: called Stroker Ice? <laughs> I thought it was a different kind oh, of movie about Smoker. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's, the way you just said it, it completely sounded like you said something different. Uh, but it's got,
1: got kind of dirty without even meaning to then Because <laughs> damn yeah. Well, I could be that smart. That is the greatest show now to watch because it was happening during Vietnam. And it's like, oh, these hilarious military antics. How'd your dad feel about that show, Artie?
5: We never watched it. He wouldn't let us. watch He would. He would come on and he'd say, "I hate this guy," and he would turn it off. We couldn't. <laughs> we didn't watch any army at all. Nothing.
0: You didn't <laughs> the watch one.
5: That, I think yeah. was. Nah, man. Nah, the first movie we saw was um, Rambo. We had to wait. That's when we actually saw something. We saw a deer hunter, and that that didn't go well. And then I'm the cartoon sure uh, the awesome. didn't well, go out. You saw, you saw the lights the party? All,
4: all exactly. Friendly, friendly yeah.
5: <laughs> oh, deer, deer Hunter was on TV. I remember it was on TV with the swearing, remember? And we had to get the the school, school sent us notes, like a, a teacher's parent note that said the school's allowing the kids to watch the Deer Hunter tonight. And we watched it. And, um, we got permission. It was kind of like a, a at-home homework field trip, you know. Yeah. But they they recommended yeah. that the students watch it for history, and we watched it. But I don't remember if I watched the whole thing. I remember some of it was on, but that we changed channel. We probably put on Sunny and share or something like that. But <laughs> and then I'm the next worried. one. Um, yeah, Donnie, we were
1: already. I don't know. Mod was on it for like ten minutes. I'm not sure yeah, what she Maude, was doing who, it. Mod showed up. <laughs> Archie Bunker
5: showed up in, episode, in the second half. Yeah. Shut so up. So I don't you. remember. And I didn't hey, see sonny, that later. At, it's B. Arthur, but man. Yeah, we we were, hey. Especially Gomer Pyle. Gomer Pyle and MASH was always... Gomer Pyle, especially, my dad was... I hate this guy. This guy, well, I don't sure, know why you didn't turn the channel.
2: Sorry, he you hate want him. me to go down that tunnel and look for Charlie? Pyle.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that one was never on our house. Yeah, we barely
1: we didn't watch it.
5: We watch the Hulk my, and Wonder Woman a lot. That's yeah. my favorite part
1: of Good Morning <laughs> Vietnam when uh, Robin Williams is being the Vietnam DJ, and he goes, he he starts to break into Jim Neighbors. He's like, "Gover, you're here." He's like, "Yes, I am. Surprise,
4: surprise, surprise." <laughs> <It's Yeah>. Vietnam
1: <laughs> Nice, <laughs> funny. <Fine. laughs> I'm telling yeah, you, we didn't yeah, watch
5: was, that either. Good Me Vietnam. We didn't see that one. one
1: either. That's a really good one. Yeah, I never saw it. Um, I understand. Yeah. I totally understand. No, the deer hunter—that's yeah, powerful, I'm man. That's hardcore. i kind of trained not to. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the Russian? Kind of, like kind of like
5: Superman guys, three in my house.
1: got like Superman three in my house that
5: comes on and I turn the channel.
1: You guys must have loved you Platoon. Know? Jeez. Yeah. Must have loved. Yeah, exactly. Platoon. That's another one. Well, I remember when I was in school. Yeah, early, only... They they had to see the Holocaust uh, miniseries for to talk about in in
5: class. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead.
1: I, did. I didn't get to see
5: that one. I know that at that time, like all these really horrific, depressing miniseries were on. We had the Holocaust and Roots was on, and then another oh, wow. one the day after. Remember yes. the day after? The day yeah. after. Remember and, that? Yes. That's uh, yeah, we intense. had to get. That was all like we all got notes sent home that we could watch. We should watch these. But I didn't really watch any of them. Oh, boy, I'm not going to
1: scary. Oh. Yeah, it was scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was really realistic. It was Lawrence, well, I know that, Kansas. Um, it was, it's where University of Kansas is, Lawrence, Kansas. That's the city that yeah, blew up. I, up real. Oh, and I remember the guy
5: coming out of the tunnel or the hole in the ground with his hair falling off.
1: And yeah, he Jason was a Robert. famous guy. Yeah, yeah guy, Yeah, that guy,
5: yeah.
1: every time uh, I Philadelphia. see that guy
5: from there, I remember that. Yeah, that's right, yeah.
1: And uh, he's in the Not paper. Enough. With Michael Keaton, he's the he's the um managing editor of the uh, newspaper for Michael Keaton with him and um what's her face, Marissa oh, Tomei. Yeah. Good movie. Twelve I guess minutes it's left.
5: Like I guess it's I guess it's like if Superman three or Richard Pryor come on my T V now, I turn a channel. You
1: know like, yeah. Oh that
5: guy, I hate that guy
1: <laughs> Yeah, but I like <laughs> a I gotta say again, Superman three, <laughs> you gotta love Brad. It's oh, cool it's Brad, Brad, Brad. I, I just wonder
5: Terrible them Tear him apart.
3: Yeah, the smallville <laughs> but a-
5: scenes are good. If you could, yeah, if you could get through the scenes just smallville. Smallville saves little Timmy from the tractor.
1: Yeah. Yep, and the junkyard fight with Clark against Superman. Yeah, yeah, that's a great. That's and, a great. Scene. Yeah, you could. If you could see all that, then it's good. When he smashes out of rough. the uh when he when he's strangling Superman, he smashes out of the trash compactor. And he's, uh, yeah. and he disappeared. And all of a
0: sudden, da, 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 da,
1: da, and he opens his shirt and it's, his, his costume's clean again. His costume came back from the cleaners. He goes, yeah, Superman. that's the
5: only good thing. True. Is
6: that the one where Superman does shots at the bar?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's great. Mark Miller, uh, superimposed his head on Superman pouring that fifth of booze at the bar. And so that's <laughs> so he's in the dingy Superman outfit, pouring himself, pouring himself uh, some some whiskey.
4: That's great! You know, Look, it's me a Superman.
1: Do
4: you know Hot <laughs> Toys made a an action figure, a premium action figure of that scene of him with the the five o'clock oh. shadow and that?
1: Oh, and i, oh, I like, love that.
4: Somebody's gonna spend somebody's gonna spend three hundred dollars on this. Like, well, I'm maybe that's three hundred
1: dollars, but if it was reasonably priced, I would have bought it. <laughs> I but, you know, that. those
4: twelve-inch fully articulated crazy things. Um, so you could have it pouring, yeah.
1: fully articulated. His hands pour and everything. I don't think no, he like came it. with a little thing of a booze, but you know, I guess he could. Remember the remember the Gary Frank cover that had uh, Clark and Jonathan drinking beer. Yes, with the beer bottle. at DC, made yeah. them redraw it and make it and made a root beer instead of. It's like, come on. Oh,
3: oh, relax. Relax. Yeah, right.
1: Well, you didn't know that Superman can Miller time. not. When Superman has Miller time, it's Frank Miller time. What now?
5: I like that. That's good. That's funny. I like that right there.
6: That's
1: good. good. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's good. It's good. I like it. good. good. I like it. I like it. We got nine and a half minutes. Any other final thoughts or whatever? Is Mickey walking that? Mickey that? No. Thanks for coming. Which, what, Mickey Mickey Rourke's in what?
4: <laughs> you said nine and a half minutes.
1: Oh, there you go. Thank you. All right, now I'm with you. Yeah, All right. he's real fat. I like yeah. You well, can leave good. your hat on. That's what Kim Basinger's doing, the dirty <laughs> dance. Oh, good God. stuff. Oh, Damn. Kim Matheson, uh, Mickey Rourke moment. Uh, apparently, Mickey Rourke was this, uh, uh, an extra in 1941, and it was one of his earliest roles. And um, for years, Matheson, he says this on the podcast, for years, he'd run into Mickey, and Mickey would be like, Tim, I don't know if you remember me, and Mickey Rourke, You know, we did my, 1941, oh yeah, Mickey, how you doing? Nice to see you again. And then all of a sudden, Mickey Rourke became a big star around nine and a half weeks in Diner and all that stuff. And he's like, Mickey, good to see you. And he's like, I-, I don't know who you are. And it's like, wow! <laughs> that's
0: terrible. And it's like, wow. Tim Matheson
1: no slouch. He's no, you know, he's he's been the lead, and certainly in enough great movies that d- demands respect and deserves respect, I'd say. Shame on Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Shame on you, is wit, it un- is it really, yeah Is it really unexpected? It's Mickey Rourke. You know, I Think told him, it. we had on my sports radio station Mickey Rourke on when he was boxing. And he was he was okay, but he couldn't help himself. He kept dropping F-bombs every minute or 30, 30 <laughs> seconds. And I was the engineer sitting on the, hitting the delay button so they wouldn't go on the air. And it was like being a sniper on an island, picking off, you know, guys running on the beach. <laughs> okay, I got one. Okay, I got another one. <laughs> but yeah, he just kept dropping bombs like a crazy man. Oh, so I like that. There you go. All right, please now please we can wrap good. up if you want. We got seven minutes left. Wrap up. Oh, oh, Wrapped up. I like it.
3: Volume one. Buy it now.
1: Wait thanks for coming. Oh, <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, Scoot Owl. The hey, owl. Thanks, thanks for special
4: guest star
1: uh, Skokie Spidey. Skokie Spidey, you hey, yeah. Comic book store. Spider Man.
6: I enjoyed this very much, you guys. I, I really are like you, this. Uh, <laughs> I like listening are you going to be a guys. free comic book? I certainly am. I'll be at the store. I'll, I'll, I'll be in costume. Yeah. All I'll
1: right, be now, there. I'll be there drawing, I'm looking saying. at you. Artie will be there. Be also, fun. Alejandro will be there. <sighs> Say his name, Artie.
0: Alejandro. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll be here. We'll be doing our thing. It'll
6: be of fun. Come on down. Beautiful downtown Skokie. Free
3: comic
1: book day. We're going to be uh, free comic book day, Scooty.
3: Um, I'm, we're we're um, spending it with the family this year. I'm taking free comic book day off. I've been traveling wow. too much for these different shows. And yeah, sadly,
1: sadly, I'll be taking free comic book day off likely as well. I might I might make it to the store, but probably not because I'll be doing traffic on the eights that evening. Traffic yeah, next year <laughs> I'll
3: I'll try to make it back to Skokie unless Skokie Spidey takes my place. Yeah, I think could. he
1: already it was... on the pod. Yeah, there so you really go. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but don't I'll forget right Harrison, we New can put York. The red... Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, Harrison, New York on Sunday.
3: Brother Bear. Yep. Yeah.
4: Action 1000. Got, um... Action
1: 1000. Is it
3: this to Sunday to or leave. is it next
1: Sunday, Francis?
3: This Sunday. The 28th this, or this? 20 this Sunday. Okay, okay
1: so all right. <laughs> we'll, make, we'll make sure this gets on the IEF feed as well so people know. But uh, if you were listening to the live stream, you know. So get out there. Jerry Ordway, mm-hmm. Tomasi. Tamasi, Walt Weezy, Simonson. Holy Christ. Is that better? Lex Christ also yeah. making a rare appearance. Lex <laughs> Christ will be there, <laughs> too. be very mad.
5: He'll be <laughs> the angry ball guy with no powers. He's
1: mad. Yeah. Sure. Probably a green turtleneck. Yeah. You want uh, yeah. fish and loaves? No problem. I'm going to cut these up real small, and everyone's going to get a little bit. Just like <laughs> you, my brother Jesus, right? Right?
5: I wish my brother George yeah. was here. I I'm oh, sure. Shan- Thank yeah, everyone for coming know, on man,
1: the pod. 66. What's that?
5: I don't think I, wanna,
6: I don't think Arty's mom's going to oh. like this episode.
1: But. Yeah, exactly. Not no. this part of it. Or maybe no. she'll
5: say it's she'll say it's on like a phone call.
1: Too many people on there. Exactly, it's a potty line. <laughs> it's just like those one nine hundred numbers. You want to talk to a really pretty girl, and it's like a bunch of guys. Where's the pretty girl? She's on the commercial. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't be here. I'm oh. running a potty line. Go oh. ahead. Talk about whatever wait, you want. You wait, want to talk here about she books? comes.
5: He's <laughs> like, wait, here she comes. I'm going to tear you apart.
1: <laughs> and your friend, too.
5: <laughs> 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 the
1: best scene in America. Yeah. Thank,
5: our, thank our special guest, Mike Negan, Mighty Mike.
1: Yay. Yes, oh, Mighty yeah. Mike Negan. Special, thank you.
5: Special surprise guest, Skokie Spidey. Michael <laughs> hey. Kemp, the who Huso. Yeah. and uh, Follow us when you see us. We're all over the internet. We're all over social media. If you see us, follow us, click on us, subscribe to us, all of that stuff.
2: Yes.
6: And uh, I like I pink very
2: much, much Lois. Like <laughs> very, very much,
6: Lois. I like pink <laughs> very much, Lois. I like pink <laughs> very
2: much, Lois.
4: Uh, I like pink and C2E2 very much, Lois.
2: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I like Pete
4: very much Lewis, and Superman's the real character, Clark Kent, he's a fake. <laughs> 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 Is that a K or a... Oh, my
1: God. We'll tell you the story later, Skokie Spice. You, you missed that part of the broadcast.
5: You just listened to the <laughs> oh, Ah yeah, oh, yeah podcast. Part of part the Word, word, balloon, net... word, 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 balloon, word balloon, balloon Network. Word
6: Balloon Network. Oh, yeah. Nice to meet you, Mighty Mike yeah. Nagin.
4: Nice to meet you, too. Hey, Hopefully, we'll get to meet in person next time. Let's see to each That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Next year. Right on. I'll see you there.
0: All
6: right.
4: Bye-bye. (laughs)
6: Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.